Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
you see good Loki come out for a second. He goes, oh, uh, oh, no, this is not. But then when he and then when he stabs Thor, mm-hmm. you see it again. Like they argue a little more, and then he stabs him. And in the stabbing, you kind of see Loki be like, "Oh, that, I've, I've done it again." I, I, yeah. We see Thor leading a manacled uh, Loki. Why does he have that thing over his mouth? Well, because he's a magic worker, so it's he can't cast spells. And now, the continuation. Chuck, are you just drinking Robitussin? You can tell us. It's uh, NyQuil and Sudafed, to be honest with you. <laughs> so you're just going to pass out halfway through yeah. the podcast? Yeah. Scissor. Yeah. If I can quote Dennis Leary, are you drunk? No, I've got a cold. Why is the kite and my teeth are green? Merry Christmas. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 57. I'm Casey Ryan. I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched, watched Thor. The Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> so preamble, we talked about you doing that and you did it. Thank you. <laughs> Can you get the smart pack in the Dark World? Uh, I, did you know he lived there? I had no idea. <laughs> Loki, don't be a smarty pants. <laughs> so I feel like this is incredibly fitting. You know, we had the five timers club and then Shannon pulled ahead into the six timers. Uh, some Colin, shade at, at you and, and Colin. Throwing shade. And I had no idea how important the fifth timers club was. So literally, and we had talked about this when Shannon was talking about making the sweatshirt, I'm like, what's the fucking big deal about being on five times. <laughs> and then when you actually sent me the rock, and I watched that. That was probably the funniest thing I've watched on SNL since we're talking Adam Sandler and Chris Farley yeah, and those guys. So yeah. then I was like, okay, all right, I get it. So the Five Timers Club is a big deal. The only problem is only people that watch Saturday Night Live will actually understand Five Timers Club on the sweatshirt, which I feel the people in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, but uh, well, it, it goes back. It goes back. Uh, was it Elliot Gould or... Steve Martin, like, like, no, the first one was Tom Hanks. The first one was Tom Hanks. There were a number of hosts who had been there five times, but the five timers, but the the joke started with Tom. Yeah. But that, you know what we should probably do? Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Nickerson. Yes. (laughs) Hi. In case you didn't get it from the voice. (laughs) I'm back from Florida. So this is great. So Colin uh, joined us for last episode, Dr. Horrible sing along blog, Mm -hmm. bringing him up into the six times uh and it just feels fitting that uh chuck rounds it out so our triumvirate uh stays apace well colin was the first um first visitor right first guest host because he did superman return superman not superman returns he did man of steel and i think i think he was the first one he might have been no yeah no it was dave and and for ripd Oh, was it like episode ten? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And I don't think Man of Steel was before that. I may be wrong, and you know, Todd, somebody will tell. Feel us. free to cut around this however you want. No, I'll leave it in. 
you leave stuff in that doesn't matter? Shocking. I don't know what you're talking about. That's how you guys end up with three-hour podcasts. <laughs> I, it's all so good. I can't get rid of it. Because there's some times where I actually say, move it along, guys. <laughs> Listen, there's that is definitely more art than science, <laughs> editing these. So oh. where do you got? Uh, but, you know, we are closing in on the end of our third season. Holy Crazy. cow. That's a nuts. Uh, I remember just talking about this when we were in um, at uh, Alpo's camp, Apple's on camp, yeah. camp that you guys were starting this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh wow, yeah. I, you had I I remember before you had listened to it, right? Like, I think you messaged me. You're like, yeah. So I'm gonna I downloaded one of these podcast episodes. I'm gonna give it a try, and then uh, pretty. I think I feel like you were working a traffic detail. Oh my god, and you were like. Cracking yourself up laughing and people were staring at you. I'm like, we got him. We got was, him. Yeah. Well, I knew I was going to listen anyways, but these, uh, <laughs> but yeah, working details podcasts are the best for details. They are the oh, best. Yeah. And now I have to do it while I'm working. Well, now I can do it while I'm working here. Cause for some reason or another, I never thought to listen to him walking around the house. Cause I actually want to listen to it. I don't want to have it in the background just as an ambiance. Or uh, yep. whatever the hell it is, I need to oh, hear it because right. then I realize I'm like, well, I just listened to 20 minutes of this thing. I have no idea what the fuck these guys said, so I got to rewind it back to the last thing I remember saying, and then I don't even remember you saying that. So, <laughs> uh, hey, and while we're on this uh, podcast uh, tangent, Todd, we have joined a podcast network. It's really happening. It's really it's happened. happened. We are now part it's of happened. the Night yeah. Shift Radio Podcast Network. Uh, uh, founded by Michael Fight and Caleb Coy. They uh, invited us in. We're going to be part of a big family. Another one of the uh, podcasts that they just started was the Storytellers podcast, which, uh, I don't know, that. somebody here did the <laughs> first episode of. Uh, it, was it you, Chuck? What? Of what? Of uh, the Storytellers <laughs> podcast? Did you read the first one? Did you no. read Lavender Foot? No, not yet. Chuck no. doesn't. Chuck doesn't get. No, I said read read it, not listen to it. Yeah, no, 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 no not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's me. It's Casey. It's Casey. <laughs> He's fishing for that one. Casey, you were great in that. <laughs> you haven't listened. <laughs> I, I started to listen. <laughs> I started. I downloaded it. <laughs> Podcasts are hard for me because I'm you know conference calls are my all day so it's and you can't be like oh guys let me just put this on in the background he's exactly. like i'm kind of a big deal my office smells <laughs> yeah. of sweet mahogany and leather bound books i don't have time for your podcast <laughs> <laughs> well on the opposite end i'm back to being the delivery driver for my oh. company and again on my way back from my delivery on friday ran out of podcasts and you went from you had a now you are much more voracious, a much more <laughs> voracious consumer of podcasts than I am. Mm. And there was a time when you had a huge backlog. So you worked all like the way through that. 40 hours backlogged. Wow. Easily. Wow. And I, I made my way through it. And for the second time <laughs> since I, cause I'm doing longer trips now. I went to uh bath on Friday. Oh, Jesus. Bath, Maine. Yeah. Yes. Bath. No, Bath, New York. <laughs> I was going to say, it... holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I have never left the state for a delivery. Not yet. Nope. Nor will I ever do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, but moving it along here, uh, we have joined the Night Shift Radio. Yeah. Um, that's really that's exciting. Badass. 
head over to nightshiftradio.com. Learn more about the other shows there. We're excited as, uh, as that expands and we get to uh, help be a part of something bigger. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So here we are, the second in a trilogy of Thor movies, soon to be a quadrilogy if, if we ever get out of this uh, COVID-19 debacle. Right. Second and movie actually, in the second phase. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. Very nice. good. And uh, sadly, this is also the last one that will have a uh, Marvel one shot. Oh, is this where they come to an end? This is where they come to an end. All Hail the King was it was attached to this one. Right, right. Which, you know, I feel like that's th- that maybe that's where my hatred of the Mandarin switch. Maybe that's where it started to thaw a little bit because I remember that one showing shot it to is you really good and being yeah. like, no, no, no. See, they're going to fix it. And you're like. Oh, okay. And it has Sam Rockwell. And more of uh, Trevor. And Scoot McNary. <laughs> I don't know who that is. That's a Scoot great McNary is the, is the guy who lost his legs in Man of Steel or in uh, BVS and got blown up. Oh, yeah. His oh, that's is, right. I remember you mentioned him. His name is Scoot. Is he related Scoot, to yeah. Scooter McGavin? Yes. <laughs> Distant cousins. I eat piece of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh so since i'm trying to continually drink the beer let's just get to that let's just get to that yeah, yeah. so since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes what are we drinking uh casey you procured the beer this week i did and actually we had two beers so casey what are we drinking we are drinking collective arts ransack the universe it is an india pale ale it is a 6.8 alcohol per vo- volume volume content it is a West Coast style, has hops, galaxy, and mosaic, and it is, my favorite, unfiltered. Got a nice haze to it when we opened it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again... it's got a little... Uh, the fun thing about collective arts is that, for the most part, their... Excuse me. Their cans will be different. So mine has a little, uh, I don't know, Morton Salt ripoff. Yep. And what do you got? Uh, so I've got like a, a girl staring at this polka dot wall. Ooh. But yeah, they're and all of the their beers. Beer? Mm-hmm. It's the same beer and every every beer they pair with a local artist who provides the artwork for the cans. Um, and they're and they're truly all works of art. Uh, but we've drank a number of these. So Condor Man, um, mm-hmm. Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, we've drank a bunch. Uh, personal yeah. favorite. Uh, and I think, did you literally just message... Uh, Carissa oh yeah, over I messaged Carissa out. over at Branching Out Bottle Shop, and she sent me such an extensive list that I actually, <laughs> and I won't tell you what it is, but I have the beer for Thor Ragnarok also. You shared that. I hope it keeps, uh, but but I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah, best beer selection. that will keep. It's a very high ABV. <laughs> All right. I will tell Excellent. you this. It's, it's an Imperial Stout, so Ooh. it's got some shelf life. Uh, well, once again, Branching Out Bottle Shop, best beer collection in the central New York area. You got to go yeah. check them out. But that's what we're drinking, but that's not what Chuck's drinking. So, Chuck, yep. you kind of had to uh, you had to be a lone wolf here. What did what did you well, get? Well, because I'm 1,100 miles south and uh, <laughs> the beer you guys have is not available in my area, I got mine from Ancient City Brewing, which is brewed out of St. Augustine, Florida, which is the oldest city in the country, hence Ancient City Brewing. This is uh, the Manassas River Red Ale, and you guys can't see it, but uh, on the cover is a uh, an axe 
And I figured because we are talking about the red infinity stone, red ale would be worked, would, uh, would work well. But this was named after the Manassas River, which pays homage to the early history of the city of St. Augustine, uh, when the Spanish took control of Florida from the French in a bloody conflict, uh, drinkable and robust. Uh, this red ale goes down as smooth as a battle against the French. <laughs> so, and, wow, taking pot shots at the French. Wow. And Todd, you'll Ouch. enjoy th- you'll enjoy this especially, Todd, because uh, it is sweet and gentle malts with a biscuit and beady aroma with hints of toasted pecan or pecan, mm-hmm. depending on where you're from. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pairing recommendations would be a toastiness. Uh, the toastiness in this red ale pairs well with many roasts or grilled meats, Todd. Grilled oh, meats. Uh, you can no also meat. uh, you can also try it with a nice rotisserie chicken. Again, chicken. <laughs> now, uh, could I pair that with like a roasted tofurkey? vegetables and some true southern barbecue? Okay, mm. so like if I take a portobello and oh. I throw that on the grill, we have a <laughs> Casey. This is Teresa. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey, so Teresa. Oh, he, yeah, he, he just said hello. Oh, okay. Well, you want to you want to put this on and say hi real fast? No, I'm going to heat up some. Gnocchi. <laughs> okay, she's some she's going to go heat up some gnocchi. No, you said no nice. gnocchi. I thought you said waffles. G, right? Yeah, but it's not gnocchi. It's gnocchi. No, it's not. That's how you say G no. in Italian. It's no, gnocchi. No, you're, you're still saying it wrong. All right. Hey, you know where Casey, the door that's is, what right? you have to look forward to. <laughs> you know where the okay, so you know where the door is. Right. I got to remember that one. Then the nineteen. Nineteen. What do you got, Casey? Eight years? Eight years for you? No, not yet. She's, she won't be 11 until oh. June. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. And she's wearing, for the past four days, she's been wearing one of my flannels. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that a daytime flannel or a nighttime flannel? Or there's, are they there's all there's a difference? Big... So I'm going to try yeah. my beer now that goes well yeah. with a roast. Hey, wait. Hey, everybody, hold them up. Yep. Hold them up. Cheers, Bring gentlemen. Equipment. Cheers. Cheers. That is incredibly wow. smooth. There's yeah, almost yeah. like a um, licorice at the beginning. Did it's you get a little that bit too? Of tart. It's a little tart. I, but and then like it gets it. really smooth and then it's orange. Yeah, that's good. Mine. Uh, How about you, Chuck? It tastes like a brown ale. Mm. Nice. Which it's red. So it's kind of like the first thing that popped into my head was uh Newcastle. Yeah. I, you are currently I Thomas Hayden Church from Sideways. Oh, really? Is that what he does <laughs> with the wines? Todd and I are like, oh, it's this and this. And in, in the movie, um, uh, what's his name? Paul Giamatti is Paul like, Giamatti. oh, the you know, you can taste the cinnamon and the, the licorice, and there's a there's a there's a blossoming cherry at the end. <laughs> and Thomas Hayden Church just sitting there goes, Yeah. You know, you should review wine for a living. And he smiles at him and looks at him again. He goes, are, are you chewing gum? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. Oh, my God. Such a good uh, movie. Well, uh, Chuck, uh, so it tastes like a brown ale. Brown ale. Are you happy with it? I think yeah, that's I, the, I enjoy that, it. I like okay, it. Good. <laughs> good. All right. Well, cheers, gentlemen. All right. So uh, we have a reshoot that we have left sitting in the in the back. Sorry, Jason. Um, when we did the Killing Joke, I said oh, that it right. was skulls in the movie, not baby heads, uh, baby doll heads, like it was in the comic. One hundred percent wrong. I don't know how I saw it the other way, but Jason, 
keeping us honest, pointed out yep. that it is, uh, in fact, also baby doll heads. Well done. Equally creepy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, all right. So that's about it. Now, so let's be honest. Thor the Dark World, not beloved among Marvel fans. Also, the shortest MCU movie to date. Yep. Really? It's the only one. I think it's the only one below two hours. Uh, no, Incredible Hulk is Incredible too, Hulk is under is, two hours, yes. It is shorter than Incredible Hulk. And if you take out uh, all the credits, this movie is about 90 minutes. It it's is just over movie. with all the... with all. It's a quick movie, but it's also a very slow movie. It is, but it's dark, though. It's. I mean, it is a dark, dark movie. Yeah. Now, do you want to guess, Casey, I don't know if you remember or... Chuck, if you look this up, either of you want to guess at the IMDb score for Thor The Dark World. I just hmm. looked it up, so I'd be cheating. Oh, there. well, then I, I will guess because I don't remember. Uh, uh, like a, somewhere in the fives? Better than that. Oh, 6. okay. 6.9. Oh, that's not bad. So It's not bad. When you guys, just out of curiosity, when you guys do the, what are you basing that off? Are you basing it off the media score or are you basing it off fan score? No, 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 not Rotten Tomatoes. We've, well, I'm we've on switched. IMDb. Oh, uh, right at the top of the title, there's a, uh, you should see uh, 6.9 out of 10, 570 ratings. Okay, yeah, that's the fan score. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't look at. <clears throat> yep, oh, the oh. A, the fan score is a 6.9. However, the critic score is a 54. I just saw that, yeah. So that's, and you know, oh. that's probably... <sighs> I understand that. That probably makes sense. Okay. Um, so this is, as Chuck, you pointed out, nice, mm-hmm. nicely done. This is the second Thor movie and the second movie in phase two. This movie comes out in 2013. Um, famously, Kenneth Branagh did not return to direct it. We were slated to have a female director uh, mm-hmm. originally attached to the project. Um, Patty Casey? Jenkins. Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman. <laughs> Yep. That's right. Natalie God, Portman movie would have been. Oh my God. Natalie Portman almost left because of it too. Yep. Right. Right. Now they 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 land on um, Alan Taylor, who you know Game has a lot of credits. Yeah. Um, I would suggest probably better known for his TV work. Right. So mm-hmm. Lost, The West Wing, Six Feet Under, Sex and the City, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire. It's a lot of HBO there. Boardwalk mm-hmm. Empire, Deadwood, Mad Men. Um, Terminator Genesis he directed on film Palookaville I mean you look at you look at these you're like I am wait a minute I he directed Terminator Genesis yeah which oh, was two that years explains after this so much yeah oh yep. okay see I like um, that movie and, and you know that's certainly never a good sign when you when you have that kind of churning right that the original director doesn't return you know the the replacement is there and then drops. So that's it's never a good sign. And Kenneth um, Brown went to go direct something else that was weird. Shoot. I don't want to touch my computer, but can you Yeah. It's in the right trivia. Now. Can you go to the trivia? And it's in a story. Yes. Yeah, for Dark World. I think it's in the spoiler section for some odd reason. What are you looking for? I'm already on what? What Kenneth Branagh directed instead of Thor: The Dark World? Please hold. Oh, 
Got it. What is it? Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Oh, yeah. That's it. it. Yep. And I was like, oh, right. You directed Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. What a fucking odd choice. So, oh, that's the one with Chris Pine. I was thinking Uh the Amazon series. Oh. Chris Pine and um, uh, what's his face? Bull Durham. Um, Kevin Costner. And who plays his wife? Kira Knightley. That's who it is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Doing a really good American accent. Pretty girl, but she needs to eat a cheeseburger. Well, she <laughs> you know that she is uh the Padme doubles in yes. um in yep, Phantom yep. Menace. Yeah. I pointed that out to Teresa. She was like, Oh my god, it look they look like sisters. I'm like, Yeah, it's a nice little and game came, they played. It came down <laughs> to the two of them and Portman got the main role, so as a, a runner up prize, Lucas had Kira play the uh double. Very interesting. Now, uh, so Alan Taylor, his first step into the MCU, and actually his only step into the MCU, I believe. Yeah, this is still when they're doing... I think this is the last time we get a... Well, no, with with Doctor Strange, we'll get a one-and-done director, too. Sure. But um, the the writers, on the other hand, uh, have a little more of a pedigree with the MCU. So Mm -hmm. it's the, the trio of... Christopher Yost, and then Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely are writing partners, so pretty much it looks like everything they, they do, they do together. They wrote uh, Thor, correct? They uh, let's see. They wrote they wrote Captain America. They did not write Thor. Maybe but they wrote Captain, Captain America. America: The First Avenger. The three of them are all in Captain America: The First Avenger, and then they'll continue on through a number of the other ones and in fact this is the trio i mean of important special note um christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely are the gentlemen who will write avengers infinity war and endgame they Mm -hmm. write other stuff leading up to it but i mean holy cow the russo brothers get a lot of credit for their work which they should but these guys wrote that story and uh it's interesting for how much people we we love the rest of their writing, but hate this one. But it was interesting on the rewatch. It was interesting. I it's interesting I how they they tie stuff into obviously into Endgame, but also I saw them that we will look back on this and it kind of starts to hint at Thor: Love and Thunder. Tell me more. how. The way Jane is talked about and revered by the mm. Asgardians, it's like I was waiting for for uh, Borg Queen Doctor there uh, to say she is worthy, you know, like just to set it up. Like you could see that she was impressed. Yeah, like, the look on her face, she was impressed. This movie has a fun little thing of having someone from every corner of the sci-fi universe. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's so crazy. We've got Star Wars with. Um, Portman. We've got right. Star Trek with Alice Krieg, who is the main doctor. She was the Borg queen in yep. uh, uh, Star Trek First Contact. And we've got Doctor Who. We've got uh, Christopher Eccleston, who yep. was the ninth doctor, I believe. Okay, that's where you lost me. I get no guys. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I only know the tenth doctor is David Tennant because 10, 10. Tenneth. Oh, nice. It's the only way I remember it. After that, I'm like, 
One yeah. wears a fez on his head. I don't know. We've acknowledged that we are aware of Doctor Who, but it's not in either of our headspace. Oh, good lord, no, no. Um, do you have any more? Any more? Uh, you've got oh, yeah, you got box office. Uh, yeah, we'll just do the box office. So not very um, good at the box office here in the well, US. Uh, well, <clears throat> so budget of one hundred and seventy million does six hundred and forty-five million at the box office, which is now that's, that's probably worldwide. That's worldwide. Uh, got it. Um, this was the tenth highest grossing film of 2013. Um, so that's what I got for production stuff. All right. So Wait, speaking Todd, of Christopher, you, oh, would you say this made this this uh, well worldwide 645 million? Yeah. Okay. And that makes it the tenth highest grossing film of 2013. Because in the gross in the USA was 206 million. <sighs> got it. But again, I mean, that's consistent, right? That's, you know, the Marvel's making movies for the worldwide audience. So. And right. this is a very worldwide audience feel movie. You don't really right. need dialogue to understand what's going on. You know so, who the bad guys are. You know who sure. the good guys are. You're good. So would you consider this a U.S. bum bomb because it was a $170 million budget and it only made $206 million? It's not great. Not, not, not. Uh, it's not great at all. I don't, I wouldn't say a bomb, but it's not. It's definitely one that I think Disney uh, is definitely trying to make more important by putting the stuff in Endgame, by doing all the things that they're doing to be like, remember? Remember this movie? Ah? So check out, though, check out in 2013, check out the year that Disney was having. So if you look at the 10 highest grossing films of 2013, oh boy. number one is Frozen. Number two. <laughs> Which I wasn't impressed it, with. How dare you? Tangled is much better. It is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fucking uh, Tangled. Nope. Yeah. Boy, I feel tangled like I feel was, like we're three- Tangled was great. The only good thing about Frozen was the snowman. Let's face it. <laughs> well, I listen. Olaf? I'm just my Spidey sense is ting. My Peter sense is tingling. Like Uh-oh. I've got the Peter, Peter tingle, tingle happening. <laughs> just because they're take care of that. We are three guys, like giving the old thumbs down to Frozen, and I don't feel like. I mean, I. I feel like that's a stronger movie for women. Uh, Rapunzel saves the day in Tangled, so I will see your yeah three yeah, but it's but she's and... yeah, but no, nah, but it's but Frozen is it Frozen has stronger female characters. I'm not saying sure. Tangled doesn't. Tangled I, is a better story, but the female empowerment that Frozen gave us is fucking awesome don't get me wrong that, that's that's what i want to be careful we're not treading yeah, so I'm, no, not, no, no, I'm, I'm not but I, never mind i'm not i no, no. i know wait i know no no i know that's not your objection to it chuck i just want to i just want to acknowledge that we're three guys talking about a movie that i think had a big impact in terms of you know role models for young girls right but sure. i'm not i'm not dogging that i'm just dogging the movie in general Yes, I understand that. I just wanted to separately acknowledge that there's another perspective. Of course. But also, Tangled has <laughs> Tangled has uh, Paul F. Tompkins, so it automatically wins in my book. Right. So here's the year that Disney had in 2013. Number one highest grossing with $1.28 billion worldwide Jesus. is Frozen. That's with a the B. Number, with a B. <laughs> the number two highest grossing film is Iron Man 3. 1.21 billion. Then you jump down to the number seven movie is Monsters University with 744 million. Great. And then number 10, Thor, The Dark World with 645 million. So uh, Disney was having a year. 
So that's what I got. All right. Uh, so Christopher Eccleson, let's start with him because he's the only yes. two piece of trivia I have. He's a giant baby. Let's talk about that. He's a grumpy, <laughs> grumpy man. He claims that Disney tricked him and he didn't think he was going to have to wear makeup for this movie. Okay. Like I what called, he was thinking it was going to be like CGI or something. I don't know what he was thinking, but he was, he says, I was never told I was going to have to wear prosthetics. Do you have elf ears? I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. Uh, and he was not the original cast. Almost cast for that was Mads Nicholson. Mads. Oh, Mickles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, um, what's his name in? The bad guy in Doctor Strange. Okay. And in Casino Royale. Okay. And the Jen Erso's dad in um, Rogue One. That's right. That's right. Uh, wow. Oh, that one. Oh, and also Hannibal Lecter. Right. In <laughs> so, Hannibal Rising? No, no. In On the TV show, Hannibal. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Oh, right. Cause it's younger. Right. Uh, wow. That would have been interesting. Yeah. I'm okay with them. Cause I think Cassilius, there it is. <laughs> Cassilius could come back. I don't think he's gone for good. Sure. Cause it's magic. I 100% think that, um, what's the bad guy's name in this movie? Malekith. Thank Malekith. you. I think Malekith is super duper dead. Oh yeah. Well, he's, I'm okay with that. he's boring. Yeah, he's boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This so, is the last mustache twirling villain we get in the MCU, in my opinion. Mustache twirling. <laughs> yeah, like oh, look at how evil I am. Like, everyone, everyone else, you can kind of be on their side, like understand their motives. I don't actually understand Malekith's motives. Yeah, you know, the Dark Elves are like nihilists. Nihilists? Fuck me. I mean, say what you want about the tenets of National Socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. And Uh, and if they're all elves, how come... And they're from the Dark World and they're Dark Elves. Why are they all albinos? Whoa. That's racist. Because there's no... why do they there's all have no need hair? Well, there's no need. They don't need pigment to protect them from the sun because there's no. And sun one of them anymore. doesn't. Wait, did you just really go pigment on me because of this? But they're dark yeah. elves. Why wouldn't they have black hair? I mean, I can get because the light they, skin because they're in the dark because world. They're, because they're from the dark world. No, I'm not buying it. Doesn't, <laughs> um, I can never pronounce his name. Mr. Echo from lost the one that becomes curse in this movie isn't uh, he his natural african-american color he is yes but is. but listen we've already set that aside hair. we've already mm-hmm. set that aside though in this because heimdall is black so is. Oh, know, i don't know i don't uh, care no i'm just thinking like they're oh, no. elves, oh yeah yeah and they're from the dark world why they would have blonde hair I, if they want to be completely bl- if they want to be like no pigmentation i get it but what's up with the blonde hair it is white well, listen. They're uh, dark you know. elves. They're dark elves. Why not call them white elves? Well, but I. Uh, but aren't I correct in remembering, like, if like when we find like animals that are, live in subterranean worlds, they are often they have like 
they're they'll they're pale or washed out like that, right? There's no if you're living in the dark, you don't need any kind of coloration or pigmentation. Like Fine. cuttlefish. What? Like cuttlefish. cuttlefish. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. All right. Uh so here's here here is what I remain disappointed with this. In and I'm I'm gonna say this ten times over when we get to the Wolverine. <laughs> but you know, they started from, in my opinion, the greatest Thor run ever in Marvel Comics. So the Walt Simonson Thor is my Thor. And this is the era that brings us so much great stuff. It's a throwback to the Kirby art. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in Ragnarok, so much of the visual design was right out of that era, both the Simonson and Kirby. uh, You know, we saw Beta Ray Bill in Thor Ragnarok, his, his face on the tower. He's been, uh, I think we're all, well, I'm remaining hopeful that we'll get Beta Ray Bill and um, Love and Thunder. If it's not uh, Christian Bale, I'm walking out of the theater. Yeah, this whole thing about the Minotaur, that's dumb. I fucking hope that's I not. Think, I think that's Disney throwing us off the scent. Oh, I yeah, so. 100%. But this this dark elf saga with, so Malekith, um, Algrim the Strong, who becomes Curse, these are right from the comics, and it's a great storyline. But again, they had this great source material, and they just fail to capitalize on it so that's disappointing right well and uh, this kind of starts the trend of naming the movies as big huge stories from the comics and taking them in a direction that some fans are pissed about like the next one we'll watch will be the winter soldier and anyone who has read a comic from that time knows it's bucky so the whole movie, like, who is the Winter Soldier? I'm like, it's fucking Bucky. We all know this. <laughs> Just take off the mask so we can move on with the story. <laughs> and then in Civil War, we all expected uh, Cap to die because that's what happens in Civil War. But in the comics, yeah, we didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. And that- I didn't know that he dies in the in the comics. Oh yeah, that's War. he's shot by. Um, is yeah, it, me. Is it's uh, uh, Sharon Carter? What? Yeah, under um, under mind control, because mind control, mind control. Oh yeah, Sharon Carter, brainwashed by Doctor Faustus, posing as a Shield psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch! Wow. Yeah, oh, and, and he was dead for a long time. That would have been cool. No, how dare you? <laughs> uh, all right. So with that, um, should we just jump into this? Yeah, let's roll that film. So we open with Black. our first time. Oh. <laughs> no, no, we open. <laughs> we open with our first time with a vanity logo for uh, Marvel yep. first movie. And I and this is this. I, I all I wrote was Marvel vanity logo. Bit too much. <laughs> it's just like well, we get it. <laughs> we're we're fine. And then we get Anthony Hopkins doing VO that sounds like he's in a fucking closet. <laughs> It's so like that or like he was they were like, uh, Mr. Hopkins, we need to record this dialogue. Well, I'm on my way to go somewhere. You're going to have to follow me. And the mic was this far away from him the whole time he was recording it. <laughs> I it's never got so that. Quiet. It's so I, quiet. It well, yeah, it is kind of quiet. Yes. All right. I you're right. It is quiet. Yep. I did think of that today because I've watched this movie three times in the past week. 
And wow. I, I actually took notes on it this time. Well, I watched it. And then I watched right. it again with Melissa while we were playing cribbage. And then I watched it before this so I could take some more notes to make sure I didn't miss anything. And then of course, mm -hmm. like always, I get into the movie and I stop taking fucking notes because I have a <laughs> the you know the what do you call it? The what do you call that thing? Uh attention span of a gnat. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this movie continues um in the same tradition as as the first Thor movie, right? Which gives us really ancient Norse or ancient Asgardian history that mm -hmm. explains what's going to happen in the movie. So in right. this case, uh, we learn about the, the struggle between the dark elves who basically, again, they're like nihilists, right? They want to kind of return the universe to what it was one of eternal night. Um, and they have this power, the ether, this red mist, which is an ancient force of infinite destruction wielded by Malekith, their leader. Mm -hmm. uh, much like the first Thor movie, we see the Bifrost transports the Asgardian army into the middle of the Dark Elves. Battle uh, breaks out. This time, instead of Odin taking the field for victory, it's his father, Bor, mm -hmm. um, uh, mythologically accurate. Who actually seems and, to be more of a badass than Odin. Yep. So the cool um, thing about this whole fight is that there were only like three or four people that were real boar really uh malekith and the person who becomes curse and yep. maybe one or two extras but everyone else is cg because the asgardian and dark elf armor made it really hard for them to fight properly so they just cg'd everyone else because it's disney and they have that kind of money i i kind of feel like <laughs> should we should we try it once to just out of respect for the actor. It's not his fault, but this name. It's a tough name. It's a tough name. Adewale Akinoyo Agbaje. No. Talking about curse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I know him as Mr. Echo from Lost. That's a, that's a mouthful. Uh, for me, he will always be um, Adebisi from Oz. Oh, right. he's in you Oz. And yes, the crazy he's... thing is, he does not have an African accent. I don't know what if he used one on Oz. What? He, he has did, a yeah. British accent. Have you ever seen The Mummy Returns? Uh, the second Mummy movie with their kid? I did. He's the guy that's with the kid the whole movie. And he's called totally this British accent like this. And you're just like, wait, why are you using a South African accent for everything else? That's what crazy. the fuck is happening? That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, much like the first movie, mm -hmm. as the Asgardian armies are victorious um, and Bor says that they can't they do not have the power to destroy the ether. So instead, they will hide it away forever where it'll never be found. I took it as they didn't have the power. I took it as it couldn't be destroyed, period. It's the one ring. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's the same thing, Chuck. Like, uh, so I, I do think. Well, let's well let's talk about it now. So, maybe the story in this is slow paced and a little bit clunky, but I think this movie does do a couple of really important things for the MCU. One is it expands our Infinity Stones from one to two. Mm -hmm. Put a pin in that, so Chuck, you can come back and yell about the stone. So we'll come back to that. I'll join you, Chuck, in yelling the second about the stone. The second thing it does important for the MCU is it introduces the concept of the multiverse, 
right? So yeah. we know that that'll be important in, in the next Doctor Strange um, movie. Mm-hmm. You could make the, you could make the argument that it was important in the first Doctor Strange movie, right? Because um, Dormammu's realm is a, another reality as well. Um, so it goes deeper in this. So I feel Say like that again. Say his name again. Dormammu. 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 Yeah. All right, dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. How dare you? So, you know, I think I think that this movie rightly gets criticized for a story that feels clunky in execution, but sure, boy, it does a really good job of opening up where we're going. I think this and parts of uh, Guardians. And then definitely parts of Ultron are like, we've got to talk about the Infinity Stones more. We really have to start moving towards them. Please put this in your movie. Like the executives at Disney were forcing it in. It's so, it's very ham-fisted in this, but it feels so much more ham-fisted in Ultron. Uh, Talking about the stones, all that is just like, well, what are I, we doing? I don't, and it's all I left to that... Thor. It's left to Thor in, in, uh, in, uh, Ultron too to talk about the Infinity Stones. Poor Chris Hemsworth is left with stuff that's not going to get paid off until the end of the next phase. Right. I I, I see that in, uh, in in Ultron. And now I I know what you mean when you talk about Ultron with that. But I didn't think that the stone was forced in this one. The only thing that I was kind of curious is they never explain how I mean, it becomes a stone. Yeah. It's it's just always it's always a liquid. And it's never, ever a stone. And then how do they keep it in, in between two small rocks? I mean, I don't... Well, that's how it's stored in the giant version of it. Sure, but they miniaturized so. it. It's almost like the... Uh, the uh, they, the block they went to go visit? Transformers. It's like, it's this giant thing and the dam. <laughs> the and then all of a sudden... Yeah, the Allspark. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, look. No, they, they, I'm they, sad we all remembered that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but still, I mean, there's nothing that says... Melissa said to me while we were watching, she's like, I thought that was a stone. I'm like, it's a liquid right now. She's like, well, when's it become a stone? My response. That little thing is a, is a kegerator. It's freezing it. (laughs) I don't know. Well, you know, that does feel like a weird mix, right? Like, so, I mean, they establish, and again, I feel like this is, they didn't know which way to go with it. So the Tesseract Mm -hmm. now, eventually they'll all be stones, right? Like, Thanos will crush the Tesseract and sift through everything else to pull the stone out of it. Um, Which that I one feel- makes sense because yeah. it is, it's the time stone or um, sorry. It's the um, space stone. Space stone. Thank you. Why? Well, why does that make? Well, well because I guess the Tesseract I- is, a, is a transportation oh, device. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But what I mean is um, after this one this never one, ma- matches up because this is the what? This is the, well, this, well, we know that, we know that the the mind stone is in Avengers, but it's not. We don't officially know that till Ultron. But right? what it's is the, the ether? The ether is what reality. So, well, How is so this he, reality? Well, he, the this reality is reality slash power stone. This yeah. is this is the problem. I think. What you read? No, 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 no. Power is the purple gem that the guardians get. Right, the one well, that blows up the lady. Yeah. Um. But he, here's the cha- here's the problem. I think after this one, mm-hmm. so once they made made this one specifically not a stone, or its holder wasn't a you know it didn't have a stone inside it. Like they should have they should have done that with the rest of them. Like maybe one was a 
pyramid. You know what I mean? Like either they all they should all and be Thanos stones. Thanos had to do something to make them all into stones. Yeah, like he did with yeah. The Tesseract. Okay. And you yeah, know which, the thing where all the stones spell out Thanos. Yeah, that's that's a that's a brilliant fan theory that it's not a fan theory. It it does. It's just something that fans picked up on. I don't think it was ever Marvel or Disney's thing. It's just a happy coincidence that they all spell it spells out Thanos. Um Tesseract. Wait. Yeah, what's the H? Isn't that the the planet that the the soul, soul stone gem. is on? The soul Vormir? gem That's not it, a Vormir. That... Is Vormir where the I'm actually looking at the meme right now, and they have uh-huh. it spelt out. But for the H, they've just got a question mark. Yeah, right. see, that was the for a long time. Before. We thought it was Heimdall. Right. What? But I. I yeah. I, yeah. But the problem is that this is the theory that didn't pay off. Right. That this was before Endgame or before Infinity War, where we get what the actual Soulstone is. Yeah. Yeah. There, there. What H doesn't work. That's the problem. But the rest do. Ether for A. Oh. Yeah, but but again, but you have Thanos. <laughs> I mean, there you, somebody fixed it that the H made sense. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Heart because bullshit. you have to kill someone you love, maybe. I call bullshit. That that feels like that feels like what is this fucking Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Uh, so um, nice continuity with having the next thing we see. Loki is his sentencing. But I kind of wish Loki's hair looked like it did in the Avengers. Yeah. I didn't remember what it. Now, I'm glad it didn't because that's a terrible wig on poor Tom Hiddleston. But <laughs> uh, I was just kind of like, could it have been that? And then for the next scenes, then this cool 80s rock uh, wig that he wears for the rest of the <laughs> I was going to say his, his time worst... is. I'm sorry. Good. No, no. Go, go ahead. I was going to say his worst hair was when he's. Uh... When Thor tells him no more illusions, and all of a sudden he uh-huh. looks like Cher, I'm like, Ugh, "What's up?" With I that? love that. But then I get and it. I love that he's, he's been in prison for a while, so obviously he's not getting haircuts, so it's going to grow mm-hmm. out. But it looks, it just looks bad. But then but the looks, next scene, it's it's very cool, like Shady's sure. rock band looking. It's great. I love that reveal though. When he when Thor says no more illusions, not only does Loki look like shit, but he's like trashed his cell. Well, yeah. I think he's hasn't he scribbled on the wall. He scribbled on the wall. He's got glass in one of his feet that I never noticed. I don't know if that's glass or I don't know if that's glass or if that's fruit because there's food on the floor also. <laughs> so I don't know if he actually oh, he stepped in the blueberries and, grace, and right? might have just walked over and then sat down because I thought it was blood too until I paid attention to it. I wow. think it's blood. Let's go it with blood. Be. I'm going to go blood. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So in, in Thor, there's a great moment where um, Loki, or Thor and Odin are yelling at each other. And Odin goes, but you're not king. I, I have that not written yet. down. It is so great. <laughs> Your birthright. But in yeah. this, that, and then he does it later. Yeah. Um, oh, as many as are needed. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and he does it that felt like Thor, right? Alan yeah. Ter- Taylor was like, uh, "Sir Anthony, could you, uh, you know, that scene in Thor where you yelled that everyone really liked? Can you do that a couple of times?" Yes, I believe I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, so we then mm. jump to Vanaheim, <laughs> which is uh, one of the, and these are, I mean, they do a nice job of pulling from mythology. This, these are, mm-hmm. this is one of the nine realms. Um, so the Sif and the Warriors three are fighting. We've got a new Fandral. 
who was originally Ooh. supposed to be Fandral. Right. Yep. And is Shazam. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fuck? I had no idea. I'm watching Shazam saying, I've never seen this guy into anything. And then I actually do research and I'm like, dude, that's fucking Shazam. <laughs> oh, my God. I had no the, idea. The, Chuck, the you never watched the show that is your namesake? No, I've never seen an episode. Oh, watch Chuck. You'll really enjoy it. Never oh, it's, seen it. It's really I'm, now I'm going yeah. to because I love this guy. Maybe we should have started with the big guy the first time. <laughs> Do you have Amazon? Yes. Oh, it's is it on, on Amazon? Oh, yeah. I might have to go back and read it. It's right. definitely it's worth watching. I'm currently imprisoned in my own home on house arrest. I'm probably, I need something new to watch. <laughs> That's what so, you should watch. First fight uh, is this, uh, they're in Vanaheim. They're fighting some kind of um, alien creatures. Uh, and we we get a Cronian, we get a Cronin, yeah, a Cronin, excuse me, and who you know looks the, like comic accurate Korg. He does look and like Korg, ac- yeah. Actually, so well, on the DVD commentary, Alan Taylor said that actually is Korg, but they never specifically named him. So Taika Watiti was able to retcon for Ragnarok and bring him there. That is just that a Cronin, okay, yeah. Yeah, because that's why he looks so much like he does in the comics. Sure, sure. Okay. That pronounced uh, forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we get we we get some stuff that will continue to evolve into the Thor. You know, from Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame. Like he does, he does the lightning ground strike. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a great fight. There's humor in it, and this is another thing that I think, I think we overlooked. I certainly overlooked the first time I watched it, and I noticed it here. Now listen, they did. They had no clue what Taika Waititi was going to do, right? Like no one could have foreseen Ragnarok. I don't think Disney knew who Taika Waititi was in 2013. Sh- sure, it, I but, barely knew who Taika Waititi was. That's fair, uh, but what we do start to see here, and it shows up right in this fight, and I think we've talked about it before. Chris Hemsworth is a comedic actor in an action movie body. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he is hilarious, but even there's, there's comedy in the fight. There's, he's funny throughout this. So oh, certainly the, so the hanging Yolder later yeah. on. Yeah. Completely, yeah, completely ad libbed. Yep. If you, was, if you watch that against the context of like, look at what he's going to become later on, look at how mm-hmm. funny he is. It, they were, he just needed the right script. I, I forgot to mention earlier that he actually grew his own hair out for well over a year. So that yep. he wouldn't look like an idiot wearing the wig from Thor, which, oh, when you look at it now, looks really bad. That does and not even the up. wig. Even the wig in Avengers is not great. Right. This yeah. wig looks awesome. Well, it's, it's no, more no. of a. It's no, a no, fall. This is his, extensions. This is his yeah. hair. Yeah. Oh, exactly. a lot of well, it is his hair, but then he's got extensions yeah. also. But yeah, it's not a wig glued to his head. But uh-huh. yeah, it looks a lot better. <laughs> and they stop dying his eyebrows white. Oh, that was oh, not, boy. that did not hold up. Not a good look for if they ever want a special edition any of these movies. That's the first thing that gets special editioned. Make his <laughs> eyebrows brown because it's weird. Uh, I don't care how much money it costs. Uh, speaking of special editions, uh, Asgard gets a facelift. Yeah, Asgard looks, looks beautiful. It looks different than it did in the first movie. The not landscape itself, yep. but the landscape, the mountains behind it are different in this one. And they will be even more different in Ragnarok. It is one of the things that, like, guys, what are we doing? This is all the same studio. You guys should have noticed 
hey, this is what Asgard looked like in Thor. Why does it look so different in Ragnarok? Yeah, I, I wonder if that's part of, you know, Alan Taylor wanting to put his own, you know, feel on it. You know, he, wanted he shouldn't to have been allowed to. It, it, it creates a huge continuity problem because we get establishing shots of Asgard in all three movies. And if you look at all three of them, you go, those don't look the same at all. <laughs> like you got the big Odin's castle. Aside from that, no, nothing else is the same. That's fair. That's fair. What are Odin's crow's names? Hunin. Hunin and uh Munin and who uh it's Hugin, Hugin and Munin. You don't even so which just, one? you could just say you don't know, Todd. It's okay. It's, you could say Heckle and Jekyll and I'll believe you. <laughs> it's uh thought and memory are yeah. the So which one are we getting here? Uh so I looked so it's Hugin and Munin. I looked to see if one of them traditionally sat on his right shoulder. I couldn't find that in the okay. in the quick look that I uh, that I did. Um, I know they sit on his shoulders, but I don't think I've not seen it like one specifically. So yeah, the this is a nice scene between um, Hemsworth and Hopkins. Like this is two actors who are really good at their craft, just getting to do a really good scene together. I I thoroughly enjoyed this scene. Yeah, and they establish a theme that's really important throughout this movie, right? So basically, it's the old. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings reverse. Um, the 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 man has to make the choice instead of the female. So remember in Lord of the Rings when Elrond is telling his daughter, <laughs> "It's cute that Tyler, you're saying remember." Like I'm not going to remember. Go yeah, ahead. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, don't I don't remember. Okay, so in Lord of the Rings, Elrond, mm-hmm. his daughter, um, Liv Tyler. Eowyn. Eowyn is immortal. She's, She's an fucking elf. amateur. She she loves um, Aragorn Strider. Ar- Aragorn. Aragorn. He is a mortal man, so he <laughs> will die. We lost Chuck. We lost him. So El- Elrond is basically trying to tell his daughter, "Listen, I-, I know you love him, but but don't 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 basically don't love him because he's mm-hmm. going to die. You're immortal. You know, before you know it, he's going to be gone, and you will be sad." And Odin's doing the exact same thing, it's, but with Thor to, to Jane. Thor instead yep. of Jane, yeah, right. And, and even goes as far as to be like, "Hey, look, Sif is right there." And I'm just kind of like, "God damn it, Thor!" I mean, Jamie Alexander or Natalie Portman? Uh, I, but who do you choose? Uh, Natalie to, Portman, obviously. Oh, but listen, mm, Jamie I, Alexander I, is gorgeous. I, also, I might, be, yeah, uh, yeah, she is. I will give that's you a, that. That's but a tough I'm, call. I'm going Natalie Portman every day on every I, twice on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, I have you know, loved Natalie Portman since Leon the Professional. I was yes, that, oh, and I'm allowed to love Natalie Portman since Leon the Professional for we are the same age. <laughs> How dare um, you! And I you saw it when she was that age. I'm like, oh, who is this cute 12 year old? Yeah, Melissa and I went and saw it at the movies on a whim. I was like, why don't we go see this? And as we were watching it, same thing. I was like, this girl is phenomenal but you can't say oh, yeah. that because at the time she was 12 and mm-hmm. i want to say i was 25 so <laughs> she's great i mean yeah. yeah beauty aside she's phenomenal in that yeah. movie anyone yeah. who ever says she's not a good actor i'm like have you seen leon the professional oh my yeah. god if you hadn't there you go yeah so you know what you know what is sad for me watching the dark world is and I think we'll see this in a couple places throughout the MCU. And I think 
I got to give them grace, right? Like what it took to build the number of movies to get to end game. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally the MCU will get little threads of things that go nowhere. Right, right? now, if Mandarin shows up at in Shang Chi, mm-hmm. I think he's going to. I think he's been. I think he's off. been cast. They just haven't told us. Sure, but oh no, you know, they have. Jo- it's um, it's Shao Kahn from uh, Mortal Kombat. Poe's father from Kung Fu Panda? No. No. <laughs> no, that actor is dead. Is he dead? I we swapped him so. in R.I.P.D. Uh, R.I.P.D. <laughs> oh, oh, that. Oh, my God. I just watched I just watched it the other night with Joe, uh, Mortal well, Kombat. He was your like, soul is mine. I don't even think we finished it. I think we oh, got it's, like it's. I had a, my girlfriend in high school loved this movie and we watched it all the time. Because I loved her. Oh, wow. Other than that, like, I acknowledge it's garbage. (laughs) It's garbage. Uh, But that actor is awesome. Uh, Is it Carrie? Yes, Carrie. uh... I'm not going to think of it. Yep. But yeah, Uh, I believe he has been cast as the Mandarin. Oh, that's that's pretty good. I I, I, uh, good casting. Put a big old good casting. Put a big ass Fu Manchu on him and. We're good to go. Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Yeah, never would yeah. have thought of that. I just need the Carrie part. Uh, but so occasionally the MCU will get these little threads that don't pay off. I think Justin Hammer, if he comes back, great. Rocks no, on. Tony's dead, so he won't well, come I, back. Well, so I, sorry, spoiler. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, watching this, I'm sad for Sif and the Warriors three. Because in the comics, periodically, like in a Thor comic, you'd get, or a Thor annual, you'd get like a Warriors 3 story that Thor mm-hmm. was nowhere in. And they were always great. And now that we have Disney+, Plus, even if it wasn't live action, that could have been an awesome, even an animated series. Because there's so well, much we, story to tell there. Yeah, animated they could maybe do. They just have to recast Zack. But there's no sure. way Warner Brothers is sharing him now. He's Shazam. Well, no, so you recast the voice talent. But... You, do you get Josh Dallas back again? Do you just keep Ouch. flopping back and forth? Ouch. That's unfair. <laughs> That's sad, but true. Um, yeah. I. Or could we do like, well, no, with Loki, we now know it's it's 2012 alternate universe Loki that mm-hmm. we're getting for his show. But could we do early adventures of Sif and the Warriors 3? I mean, can we just listen, get more Jamie clearly, Alexander? Clearly, is we're really not, what I'm asking here. Clearly, we're not going to because Valkyrie has taken the place that Sif would have filled. Mm. I think that if if things had gone differently, I'm not uh, mad about that. No, I no, no, she's great, but that's the time. I like these phenomenal. guys. Like, I like the Warrior Sif and the Warriors Three. They're fun. They're you know. However, spoilers for Ragnarok: the only warrior that we don't see die is Sif. Technically, she's Schrodinger's uh, warrior right now. Really? She never. It's. it's she's not um, present when it's Hello? Falstaff and. Um, it's Volstag. Volstag and. Falstaff is. I did this the, the last time, too. Volstag <laughs> okay. and um, Fandral are the and first Hogan. two. Yep. And then who? What's. Uh, Hogan. Hogan is the one that is like, I don't know who you are. And she's like. You know, I just told you exactly who I was, <laughs> and and then he dies. But yep. Sif is never Sif killed. Is never there. 
and she's never uh on the the barge at the end and if if valkyrie made it away there the only reason she's not in ragnarok is because jamie alexander is doing uh tattooed amnesia lady show right. what is that blind spot remember. blind spot which was a great yeah. show is it still on i don't know i watched like the first five episodes and then for some reason or another was no longer available on on demand and stopped watching it <laughs> have you looked on netflix <laughs> was... who's got time who's got to time for that? look in the who's thing that's right in front of you that's right how dare you <laughs> uh so listen so we got so, a party yeah can i just can i just let me throw something out here. No. This is a this is a long rambling movie. No. Can we talk about the parts we want to talk about? Yeah. It's what I'm doing. Oh yeah, no, no, I just want to say, like, I don't feel obligated to go through every scene. You motherfucker. The only thing is that in this scene we have this little thing with Sif and Thor. Like yeah, she's like, oh, no, you know, talk about the things that are important. I'm just saying we don't have to go like Yeah, she's like, you know, I'm here. I have a vagina. Why not me? Like that is that is basically what, but that is basically what she is saying in this scene. Like I know you miss Jane, but I also have the parts of the body (laughs) that will work for that. Just so you know, yeah, I'm right here. It's almost like she (laughs) she was they were talking about her. Yeah. Uh, Can we talk about how delightful Chris O'Dowd is in this movie? Uh, Well, before yes, but I do need to point out. At eleven minutes and ten seconds, not oh. an audio, not an audio timestamp. But if you're watching, it's a visual timestamp. We get our shirtless Thor of I the would, movie. I have it written oh, down. Oh, of course, classic the queen for the queen. Yeah, good God, you know it's 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 embarrassing how fit that man is. And it puts the John Krasinski story about when he went in to uh, to test for Captain America puts it into perfect context. But even not even shirtless, like seeing him in the Thor armor. I would too, because that's what he saw him in. Is the full armor? Sure. He's like, no, nope, this is. But not that's what me. was underneath it. I was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. However, John uh, Krasinski has gotten himself pretty ripped. He is, but not Thor ripped. <laughs> no. Yeah. But that's always the joke with uh, Evans. Evans is always like, "How are you so fucking big?" Because, <laughs> <laughs> like in in Ultron, when they're standing next to each other, you're like, "Yeah, not even, not even close." Hemsworth, it, right two shit brick houses on top of each other which chris evans is standing next to anyone else mm-hmm. yep. but he looks so oh, tiny next to evans. it's ridiculous tiny avenger mm-hmm. yeah all right so yes casey you were talking about the wonderful chris o'dowd chris o'dowd god he's so good in this short i wonder how he got this like this isn't like like we're gonna start when the russo brothers start doing all of the uh movies we're going to get community, the TV show community. We're going to get members of that cast sprinkled throughout all the movies that they do. I don't know how Chris O'Dowd adds up to Alan Taylor directing. Well, is this just simply him getting the part? Well, this is two years after Bridesmaids comes out. Okay. Is so, that, you think it's partly that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a name now. Well, yeah. Bridesmaids was a real breakout role for him. Sure. I think, I think what we're seeing in this. Um, oh wait, is yeah, Alan either, Taylor British? I think he is British. Was he an IT crowd fan? Maybe. I don't know that. But um, <laughs> I, I, you know, we saw it a little bit in the last movie with, you know, they got Guy Pierce as mm-hmm. uh, Killian. You know, 
this is post Avengers. I feel like this is where the MCU really starts getting the attention. Like, oh no, there's really good stuff happening there. Yeah, this if is you like can get a spot there. Go get it. This is season two and three of Batman's uh, the '66 TV show, where people were like calling the studio and be like, "I'd like to be on this show." Yeah, I think makes there's a lot sense. of that going on here. Hundred percent. So yeah, Jane is on a date with. Do we ever get his name, Stephen? We do. It's uh oh oh. His I name is Richard. You know, I, yeah, I Richard. Yeah, because she says it when she calls him. She's like Richard. Oh yeah, and then Thor. Yeah. So who's Richard? Who's Richard. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Now, um, uh, it is the worst date possible for poor Richard. <laughs> yeah, and for Jane, honestly. Um, but Jane's but not us, into it. Yeah. For us, it's delightful because we get Darcy. Darcy, yeah, and I was about to say, and a great ad lib on her own. Uh, oh, what's the ad lib? Uh, when she um, when she says that uh, Selving went banana balls. <laughs> That's an ad lib. That's a straight ad lib. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. So I feel like Darcy is us, right? I love mm-hmm. Darcy. Darcy love, is love, us. Love, love Kat Dennings. She's fantastic. Kat Dennings is hilarious. She's yeah. the best. She hands Jane a tricorder. Right, it's it's that turned that's on. Called? Yeah, babe, no. yeah, sure. <laughs> no, that's a Star Trek term. Oh, Jesus Christ! Star Trek is a science fiction TV show. Chuck, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Star Trek. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> Wait, has anyone here? Have you started Picard? Uh, nope, I have not. Aubrey is Aubrey is maybe almost halfway through. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, it, right. Okay. Well, when you get done with Grey's Anatomy, just just turn it on. Just there's start like playing it. She will 16, love it. Right, there's like fucking 16 episodes of this. I'm like, this show's still fucking running? It's ridiculous. 16 seasons. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Seasons, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know how it's yeah, still on. Teresa watches it. Oh. Uh, get it. And the I'm girl, like, Grey, who the show is named after, she isn't even on anymore. Oh, Meredith left? I think she's gone. Yeah. I don't even think she's in. Oh, ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, I'm just waiting for her to be done. Maybe Aubrey will be done at that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, well, the title. No, knowing Aubrey now, uh, so we get Darcy, and then we, in a few minutes we get <laughs> our other uh, our other science, uh, the other member of the science trio from the first one. Oh wait, I, I have to point out one great yeah. line that Chris O'Dodd ha- has, and and the fact that she uh, she kept sleeping with other dudes. No. Oh, so many. Yeah, sleeping with other dudes, lots of with, dudes. With, 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 the, with the Irish accent, it's just the best. See, I, I was going to ask about that. Is that a real accent? Because Oh, he yeah, he is Irish. Okay, because I couldn't tell if he was trying to talk in regular English or if he was trying to talk in slightly with a slightly Irish yeah. broke or what, what he was doing. Yeah, no, no that's him. He's an Irish yeah. boy, yeah. Okay. That's the craziest thing about in... Um, bridesmaids it's never mentioned he just is a cop in new in new hampshire no no chuck was a cop in new hampshire yeah i Um, think that movies take place in new New hampshire also really uh but he's a cop in new hampshire who's irish who's from ireland and there's no mention the fact that he has a thick uh, irish brogue well he specifically uh, he specifically says in the movie that he came to the United States to be a cop, which is the weirdest oh. thing. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, like I, I just so can't it's imagine. hand wavy. It's like uh, you don't need to. Yeah, 
Chuck, have, could you imagine a non-U.S. citizen being hired as a cop? Say again? Could you imagine a non-U.S. citizen being hired as a cop at a local PD? Uh, just like I the process like, and the... There's one I feel guy, like this is a quarantine joke. There's, there's one guy <laughs> that I know that uh, that I knew worked for New Hampshire State Police that was from another country, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't from Which is what Chris O'Dowd's character works for. Uh, Where does Bridesmaid take place? I saw your ticket attacking. It is set in, not where it's filmed, but it's set in Milwaukee and Chicago. Milwaukee. So Wisconsin and The New Hampshire of the Midwest. (laughs) I think Wisconsin. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Wisconsin would be the New Hampshire, right? (laughs) No, Milwaukee. I stand by what I said. (laughs) All right. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's a great scene. Great scene. It is. It is. And um, next we have Eric running around Stonehenge, buck naked, pixelated. Yeah. Uh, you know they didn't pixelate enough. <laughs> the pixels were dangling. Um, I th- you know the first thing I ever remember seeing him in was uh, Ronan with Robert Stellar skateboard. Stellar skateboard. Yeah. Uh, Skellen, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Peter, uh, but, uh, the True Blood dude. Yep. His um, father. Alexander and, mm-hmm. um, and Bill. Uh, hey, Chuck, remember that movie Cold Pursuit? Yes. The Swedish version stars him. Yes. As the Liam Neeson. Did yep. you watch that, Todd? Cold Pursuit? Yes. Oh, I I want my fucking 90 minutes back. What? Oh, my God. It was so good. It was a great movie. What? It was so bizarre. It was just completely Uh, off. I mean, I went into it expecting A, and I got XYZ. I mean, that was what's so great about it. I loved it. I thought it was so weird. Melissa didn't like it. She was like, she walked out. I mean, when we were done watching it, she looked at me. She was like, the fuck did I just watch? But I was like, that was fantastic. Listen, I... I was both. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> that was fantastic. Yep. Good Hard pats. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. But, um, you know, as scary as he is, and he is frightening in Ronin, right? He's sure. this almost like amoral killer. Um, mm-hmm. I got to watch that again. It's been a long time. So good. Uh, with uh, what's his name from the Leon the Professional? John uh, Reno. Luke, yeah. Uh, Jean, Jean Reno. Not John, John, Reno. John, John, Gene Reno. See, I remember, I remember him. John Reno. Yeah. I remember him being a dick in uh, Goodwill Hunting. That's the character sure. that I most oh, remember yeah. him from. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. That is what I remember him most from is Goodwill Hunting. So seeing right. him in the Marvel no. Universe is, is funny because he's playing a doctor, but in this one, he's crazier than a shithouse rat as opposed to being, <laughs> you know, the smartest man in every room he's in. That's he's right. not a he's not a psychologist in Goodwill Hunting, isn't he's he? A a math no, he's a math guy, but he's uh, a doctor. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. friend and he's friends with. He went to His school, school with Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So now we get. Um, I feel like the story jumps ahead really quickly here, right? So, Almost like did was there a chunk of the movie they just lobbed out? I watched the uh, the deleted scenes, and there's nothing that brings us. From them leaving the restaurant to going to the truck with the kids, yeah. Well, the, it's her. a little de- the device she has is what they're following that, so it's reacting to something, and it's clearly the portal, right? Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, you know, I guess I, I guess I have to retract my your statements, Casey. You know, that this does this this is the part that does feel a little shoehorned in right like and it we just, gotta it, we gotta introduce this whole between worlds portal thing and the ethers on the other side this does feel very railroad this, the, right? uh, up until this point i was like marvel did it again this is a great fucking movie this is where i started to go oh uh oh we we may have jumped the shark yeah like what <laughs> brought her back to earth like I understand and, that the portal actually sucked her in because she was in yep, the right place at the right time, but it also but, why? Opened, but she opens her eyes. It's it's like if Rick opens his eyes in the hospital at the end of Walking Dead, and that's the last episode, I'm gonna fucking shoot my television. <laughs> but that's the feeling that I got here. She wakes up on the floor. She opens her eyes. You actually get the eye thing, and then she opens her eyes clear, and you see the portal disappear. And I'm like, oh, so she just fucking fell out of the sky. Great, I, yep. Chuck. Are you still watching The Walking Dead? Charles. Yes. Oh, what? Sorry. Is it is it Sorry. is it any good anymore? Uh Negan is good, yeah. Negan, Negan I, I, I heard of Alpha that. now, right? Uh he's the head of the Whisperers. That's kind of where it's lead that's about where it just led to. Yeah. We haven't watched and Michonne left, episode. right? Well, Michonne she's on a boat someplace. Don't know if she's looking back. For she's Rick, going right? for Rick. Yeah, she's looking for Rick who is she found signs that he's alive. So, yeah, that's when I that's him. when I left the show with like Andrew Lincoln's final episode. I'm like, oh, he's gonna die. Yeah. Oh, he didn't die. He got in a oh, helicopter. Fuck you. I'm kind of like almost invested. I've put so much time into this sure. now that I have to continue to the end. That's where I'm at. But isn't it going for like another four seasons? Or I, ha- I have no idea. But I'm believe me, I'm. <laughs> I I, no I, I'm right when I'm at the point where I'm like, that's it. I'm fucking done. Negan <laughs> comes out and just destroys shit. And he's like, I'm Negan. And I'm like, ah, and then I get two episodes of no Negan. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm done. And then Negan comes back and I'm like, yeah. And then, so yeah, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan is great. Yep. He is the perfect Negan. Yep. 100%. So did um, we, I forget. Did we put the losers in the oh, helmet yeah. we did oh, right oh yeah because you got yeah. negan you got evans you got um zeldana or saldana right 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 okay you got a, just making sure there's somebody else there's another comic book person in there comic book guy okay uh um, another you- thing when she's a when she's like connected to the ether and it's that shot of her like doing her best jesus christ superstar impression <laughs> she's wearing the asgardian armor how i didn't notice that i missed that did they they just took the footage from later when melikith is holding her up and just put a red filter on it fuck you disney you got the money yep (laughs) i do like how they threw the rubik's cube did you notice the rubik's cube on the keychain Mm -hmm. i did not what Mm -hmm. what was that well it's just that when they get the car keys to the volvo there's a little rubik's cube keychain on the end of it which yeah, Darcy's keys has a Darcy's Rubik's, it. yeah, and I'm a yeah. big big Rubik's fan. So yeah, mm-hmm. I caught that. Uh, so Jane ends up in Asgard, and you know I, she is wonderful in these scenes throughout Asgard when they're mm-hmm. uh, the healers are working on her, and they're like, "This Soul Forge will help." She goes, "Is that a quantum?" Or she, she's like, "Is that a quantum field generator?" It's a Soul Forge. Does it stabilize? Blah, blah. Does it bring yes. molecules from here to there? <laughs> well, yes, it does. It's a quantum field it's generator. Quantum field generator. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm so excited for great. what we're going to get in Love and Thunder. Like, 
yeah. rewatching this, I was like, oh my God, I forgot how much, you know, cause she's kind of like black swan, you know, she's a serious actress, which she is, but she also did your highness, right? Like she can also be funny and fun. I'm excited for where Love and I, I am goes. too, but your highness is not a good, uh, jumping off point for why Natalie wait a minute, wait, can be funny. Wait a minute. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> Both of you liked Cold Pursuit and you're going to throw shade at your highness? I've your highness your is highness. Fucking hilarious. Oh my god, James Franco. What? Is that are you doing this? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> what? All I could see was this. <laughs> no. There we go. I, I've never even your heard highness- of it. It's oh, James it's Franco hilarious. and Danny um, McBride. Right, I'm not a huge Franco kind of guy. <laughs> uh, but are you a Danny McBride? Yeah. I do like Danny He's McBride. Bounded down. I've been okay. told that if anybody was going to play me in my life story, it would be Danny McBride. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you then go, thank you? Kind of. Yeah, because I've always described myself as the, uh, if I was ever going to be like in real life, if I would, if this was a movie, the uh, the fat, not good looking, funny guy that never gets laid, that'd be me. Yeah, I'm basically um, uh, shit. Uh, Michael Rappaport of the movies, yeah, minus oh. being a redhead, that would be me. Uh, there's an actor I do not care for. Yeah, he's a clown. Plays the mm. same guy in every movie. It's almost as bad as yeah. Marky Mark. Wall. Oh, guys, I think the trees are trying to kill us. <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. Say hi to okay. your mother for me. What? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, so what else do we want to watch? So, or, so <laughs> Portman comes back. Uh, Thor shows up. The slap. Did you Have you watched the outtakes? Oh, my God. She slapped him so she, many times. And the slap is funny. And it's, she kept missing She, she really first. slaps him. Yeah. yeah. There were like 30 scenes that she did where he she didn't slap him. And then finally they were like, Natalie, just hit the man. So then it was mm-hmm. like another 30 scenes where she beats the bag <laughs> out of him. Yeah. Though, honestly, no offense to Natalie Portman, but did she really beat the bag out of him? That's what it's, I'm saying. She can slap the shit out of me all she wants. I don't mind. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Chris was hurting at the end of that. Maybe yeah, after no. like take 20, she, he's like, all right, could you go to the other this side? thing a little. Yeah. You go to the <laughs> other side. <laughs> Uh, so they go, uh, the cops try and arrest her. She, uh, like, um, explodes, <laughs> I guess, but doesn't actually explode. Like right. the ether force comes out of her and Thor is instantly like to Asgard, let's right. go. Well, first and- the cops are like going to go over and try it again. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm <laughs> speaking from personal experience. No, I would not. First thing I would say is everybody. Okay. Step back. Cause something's <laughs> fucking going on right now. But right. I will get everyone. Get everyone. <laughs> everyone. Exactly. Exactly. At yeah. that point, you're calling for your own supervisor. Yeah. Yeah. I need all yeah. kinds of supervisor. And get me all the guns, too, while you're <laughs> at right. it. Because something just come out of this broad that broke windows and shit. So. And also, like, the events of Avengers have happened. Oh, Todd's just leaving us. Yeah. he. We didn't need, wow. Didn't even give a retry. Todd. Just hey, hey Todd. When you listen to this, when you're editing it, fuck you, buddy. You just walked out of the room. Oh, that's rude. First of all, how dare you? PL is peeing. We'll be right back. 
Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I'm Caleb Coy. And together we plumb the murkiest depths and scour the darkest corners of the internet in search of movies. Movies you might have missed. Or purposefully skipped over. We break down the madness and offer tiny tidbits of trivia. Or sometimes just yell into the abyss about how these movies ever got made. Catch a new episode every week. Hey, Todd, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Uh, so did you notice when they go through and they come out through the portal uh, as uh, Heimdall sitting there, the trunk of the car goes through first? Mm-hmm. Like that giant piece of metal that Heimdall turns and looks and goes, what the fuck was that? was actually the yeah. trunk of the car that the... Uh, I did not notice yeah, that. that the bridge Which will be a, jo- a joke that will be paid off in Ragnarok, yeah, at the beginning of Ragnarok. So great. I love, I got to tell you right now, Heimdall is my favorite character. Oh yeah. God! I mean, when you've got uh, Idris Elba, uh, yeah, I would watch him yeah. read the phone book. Oh, he's he, he's first of all, he's a delightful actor. Yes. Second of all, he's a fucking handsome man. Like, yeah. Yeah. good God! Like when he finally took off that helmet, I was like, "You're welcome, ladies yeah. and men <laughs> who go to that person." He yeah. is fantastic. You so, know, I, uh, I saw uh, I saw a quote from him. Um, he oh, he hated making this movie. movie. Well, really? Yeah, and and he was heartbroken because he said that you know Chris Hemsworth has said that you know he doesn't love this movie, and Idris Elba was like you know I I gave my you know blood sweat and tears for this movie. He's much better in Ragnarok. He's he's uh, much ever, better in Ragnarok. Um, and I think, everybody, it's a better story, right? So of course, and, but like, I think they also were like, okay, we can't have all the Asgardians portraying their characters as gods. I think that that's. Hmm. Everyone's kind of stilted on Asgard, aside from Thor and Loki, who have visited uh, Midgard. Midgard, thank you. So it's just kind of like, okay, I, I, I get it. I, I get why everyone's character changed. Um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, the- <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Todd, please keep this in. <laughs> it's totally staying in. It was on IMDb. I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> the best. Did um, you guys hear that? Oh, you yes. Could. Your mic is great. Sweet. <laughs> uh, Jane's introduction to Odin is hilarious. Because know you physic- Jane Foster. <laughs> but also, like, this is my father. Like, you see her physicality change. Like, oh, shit dad uh yeah you told your father uh, about me like she's impressed yes. uh, again like watching this movie again i was like oh you know what i'm i'm even more excited for the next one because oh, there's so much good stuff in here again what is this what? <laughs> i'm done looking up shit that's it i'm done uh what is the blue cloak that thor is constantly wearing is that an ode to the comics that i'm not getting because in thor one he just when he's not Thor, he doesn't have the chainmail on his arms, and he only has like little tabs for where his uh, cape is. But mm-hmm. in this, he's constantly wearing a blue cloak. And when the Dark Elves attack in a second, you know, um, uh, Milner comes to him and he throws out the cloak. And as he's flying away, you see the cape come out—the red cape. I was like, yeah. "Is this is this like an ode to the comics that I'm missing?" I'm- no, I'm trying to think back. I don't, re- I don't recall that. Um, 
my my guess would be they're just trying to establish that you know he doesn't wear the armor that's that's not day wear you know it's not day wear in but it Asgard. is it's underneath it and in thor it's already established that he just walks around with that armor on oh, just sends yeah, the uh the the shielding on his uh arms yeah that's true that's true yeah i don't know i don't know Good question. Are they ever going to explain? I guess not, because in the next movie, it doesn't matter. Uh, are they ever going to explain how they rebuilt the Bifrost? Because it's just kind of like uh, uh, Heimdall says, like, you know, when you destroyed the Bifrost. Mm. And yeah, good question. Yeah, it was and very then, clear that if it was broken, we'd never be able to use it again. And it's still broken in the Avengers because... Because uh, Loki says, how much dark matter dark did the Allfather have to... Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah. again, I'm like, what is dark matter? Can we explain that? Uh, yeah, dark energy. Dark matter. Right. Does he say dark matter? I thought he said how much dark. Oh, he says dark magic. No, or man, eh, why are we why are we arguing about? Why are you arguing with me on this? Yeah, time? I don't know. You're right. You're right. You are 100 percent correct. Uh, let's see. I mean, we get, we get back now. Um, Malekith has an interesting kind of Trojan horse strategy here. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it in the early, in the in the opening scene when the dark elves were fighting. There was this legion of fighters called the Accursed. Yeah, and he so the dark elves. There's there's far fewer of them. They're in the ship in dark elf space, and mm-hmm. Algrim is going to be the last of the Accursed. So he basically cuts a <laughs> stabs him makes an incision in his abdomen, inserts his red glowing stone into it. Which I thought and, was going to end up in the rewatch. I'm like, oh, is this the Infinity Stone? Is this what, like, the ether is going to become part of? No. No. No, no because, because they had a whole legion. Well, you know what this might be, though? This might be the equivalent of the Hydra weapons. The, the Tesseract, like does us you know like a spark of its power in each of these mm-hmm. so i wonder if because that 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 stone will transform them remaking reality for that sure. dark elf so i almost wonder if it's a, it's a similar concept like yeah that having the ether allows them to and maybe that's why it's going to be the last one because malekith doesn't have the ether anymore so this was his last curse stone with the spark of the ether so well, we're we're taking a long walk to get to that, uh, but I, I I guess it was worth the journey. I don't sure, know. yeah. No, listen, it's this story's clunky. There's there's no doubt about it, which also sure. is the other reason why I don't feel obligated to go through <laughs> every item in there. All right, but, let's talk. Uh, I I enjoyed the uh, the dark elves have black hole bombs. I'm going to call them. Yeah, how cool those are, are those? badass. Um, well, uh, how I mean, how about the whole scene with. So the the Trojan horse curse gets captured, mm-hmm. taken into right into the middle of the Asgardian prison, which they never Loki explained where they all came from. They're just a bunch of prisoners come in through the Bifrost, and they're all just like jibber jabbering. And next thing you know, they're in yep. jail. And you know they're in jail because Loki's like, oh, Odin keeps bringing me new friends. Where the yeah. fuck and, did they come and, from, and what were they arrested for? Because a minute ago he was having that thing stabbed into his belly. Now he's walking through the gates like he just got. Hey, I'm here for dinner. You know when they were arrested for it, they weren't wearing their masks while they were at the Uh, grocery store. (laughs) Trespassing in the park, playing catch with their kid. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, How great is that whole scene, though, in the prison when Curse transforms through the jailbreak? And all the other prisoners are like... <laughs> That's right. How much would it suck to be in the cell with him? Right. Like, Hello? Can we, uh, can we get out now? The important thing about this scene is that as, he, as Curse is walking down the hall, he sees Loki and he actually gives him a side eye and is like, yeah, you're suspect. I'm going to leave you there. So, which I think he, it's be- go ahead. I think it's because Loki tells him which way to go. Well, and but, he's like, no, no, no. But he gives him he the doesn't... side eye first. And as he's walking away, then oh, Loki you're right. says, you're going to want to take the stairs on the left, which leads further into if Loki hadn't said that, might the queen be dead? Would Frida mm. be alive? Mm. So let's now... talk about Orne Russo. Oh, for the please. rest of the podcast. Yes, yes. So, she's also in my uh, Hall of Fame. Doing nothing three. in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Essentially doing nothing in the first movie. Just being a queen. Uh, yeah, just, just being a queen. But a holy queen. cow, how much of a badass is she? Like, when she started fighting, I was like, right, you did all that shit in uh, Lethal Weapon 3. I forgot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was she her, too, because you can tell there was no funny camera angles to hide the face nope. of the, uh, yeah. the, the stunt no, it's Rene Russo through yeah. and through. It's so good. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, it does not end well for Miss Russo. Nope. R.I.P. Fricka. Yeah. Uh, the funeral. Do you think Natalie Portman was there and was like, oh, so this is what this looks like? No, nobody else got a Padme's funeral from a Sith field. No, no I sure shit did. <laughs> Flowers surrounding her, veil nice. over her face being floated. I was like, nice. Is well George done. Lucas somewhere going, hey, that's my idea. Well, <laughs> there's something else that goes on in this movie, too, that I kind of was like, hmm. Oh, let's... go right ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll get to it here shortly. But uh, well, after the queen dies, Thor shoots uh, Malekith in the face with some with some uh, lightning bolts. We get some good scarring. Mm-hmm. And then he's, uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, next thing you know, one of the next scenes that he's in, he's basically in a healing chamber, which looks strikingly <laughs> familiar. To the thing that's carrying around the Emperor in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Because the first thing that popped into my head was... Oh, shit, you're the, right. It was the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, holy shit, I realize this is Disney, but couldn't Disney get a different set to do with a fucking Skywalker scene on? Well, let's not go down the rabbit hole of how I much fan service Rise it of Skywalker was- did and disappointed everyone in the process. It just reminded me very much of that scene. That's all. Oof. Um, I have Eric's a note in the here. hospital. Weirdly, oh. I have a note. When can Luke use the Force? <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? What, what? That's on the piece of paper for this movie? Oh, oh, it's Odin. Odin slams his hammer down and Frigga's uh, thing just goes floating. I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right. Is he a Jedi? <laughs> What's happening? So after the Viking uh, funeral for Frigga, uh, we see Eric is in the hospital. He's me- lecturing <laughs> well, on the multiverse. We don't know he's in the hospital first. Not yet. At first no, we, we think because he's got a great reveal. Him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we're thinking, there's, oh, now he's in class. There's is too many Easter eggs there? to go through in that. No, he's got yeah. pants on. Um, he's got pants on. Yeah. There's too many Easter eggs on that board to go through right now, but Look it up, TSPHC Army. It is just rotten with, like, there's an X-Men reference in there. There's yep. all kinds of great stuff going on in that. Uh, and we have to clock 
Who was the mental patient who asked for his shoes back? Of course. Stan the Manly. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. Yep. Uh, I, I like the effect. It happened when Jane was in the ether the first time, but then it happens again here that when she sees, um, that she, when she realizes where the ether is with Malekith, her eyes get a cool uh, black with mm. a red iris mm. to them. It's a really cool effect. But it's different though. Every time she sees it, her eyes are different. Like when they actually go to the other world uh, mm-hmm. to meet Malekith, you can actually see the iris. So it's like her yeah. eyes actually look like Malkith's eyes. Right. Whereas yep. on this scene, it's almost like they're black, completely blacked out. So they change so as, they, cool. as it gets closer. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Thor and Odin fight, as I said earlier. Uh, Hopkins yells whatever he yells in this scene. I didn't bother writing it down nah. because there was nothing there. Hopkins it's not yelling. like Hopkins in Thor. When, when he yells in Thor, you're like, I'm sorry. I, I'm terribly sorry. I've obviously I upset you. you. Yes. Please forgive me. But in this, it's like, oh, you were told to yell on this line, and yeah. you're just wait. You're just like you yelled and then went to the side, going, "Can you sign the check? Can I get?" You know, it's a nice now? contrast for what he will do in Ragnarok. Which oh, so I really like. Ragnarok. You know, like they they just kind of let him do less, and of course, that has a bigger impact than than the yelling. Well, in in Ragnarok, I also want to see all the deleted scenes where he was the homeless guy. In New York, did they film those, or were oh, those? Yeah, like, they're filmed and oh, everything. Filmed? Oh, yeah, it was a it was a last minute reshoot. Like, I think like uh, a month to a month and a half before the movie came out, they reshot all that stuff in Norway. Because he was supposed to be like a homeless guy in an alley, uh-huh. and, and he, he was dies. supposed to die in an alley in New York. And Taika was just like, "Doesn't work. He needs to die in the country in the that he is from." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to go check that out. Uh, let's see. That's a problem. Aside from in the um, in the trailer and a couple like still shots that have ended up online, it's not out there. Like I don't know if it's Disney. I don't know if it's Taika Waititi. It's just it doesn't exist. The deleted scenes of him li- like that. Oh, that's weird. Maybe you it'll know, be I in the box on... set. Yeah. Oh, jeez, another yeah. Fuck. Another three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Um. So. The Dark Elves have the um, Bird of Prey cloaking device on their mothership. It allows them yes, to do. sneak into Asgard. Uh, and Almost allows them to sneak past Heimdall. <laughs> almost. Almost. How fucking badass. Again, how again, badass showing, is Heimdall? Again, showing them how badass he is. But isn't it, mm-hmm. I noticed on this, uh, did you, uh, the, um, the force field that he goes to put up around the, uh, the Emerald City, if you will, looks strikingly <laughs> familiar that the force field that... Uh, the um the alien race does in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the uh the Novacore. Novacore, yes. Oh, yeah, it does. Right. They look strikingly uh from very from uh, yeah. Hello, they look alike. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, what do you think? Uh, how do you envision that scene starting out? So, the screenwriters are like, okay, so it's Heimdall versus a, the spaceship, and he's got his two daggers. Like that's because it's basically it's and almost he like a Skywalker's it. He just yeah, tosses I was a say dagger like right into <laughs> I was gonna do the arrow Flynn, a, right? The exhaust port, I'm assuming. Is that what that was? Yeah, either that or the intake manifold. Uh, okay, I hope it's an intake because it would have been awfully hot if it was the exhaust. <laughs> the engine in those things, they're red hot. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, so the uh, Dark Elves proceed to fuck shit up. Uh-huh. And after they fuck shit up, we get an Ocean's Eleven scene where they're sitting around a table explaining how they're going to do everything. And then we get shots of it happening as they're happening. explaining it. I, I thought yeah. that was a good scene. I, I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Get a little, oh, no, I, yeah I, a little bit of that. How, how great is... So Thor basically gives Loki... It's not even like you'll be pardoned, but he's like, mother's dead. There's the beginning of a beautiful... like. So another thing that we'll get more of later, but the, the, I feel like the brother's relationship in this is... Mm-hmm. Is is the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Right. Which is and, why I got that other beer that I chose to not do. Sure. Yep. Yep. Right. But but um Yes, their relationship is great, but I also feel like it's like, oh, mother's dead. All right, back to quipping. Like there's not enough time. Sure, sure. They are right back to being quippy and silly with each other minutes after Thor tells Loki. Well, they're not they're not being well. I would I would say Loki's trying to be quippy and silly, and Thor's like, yeah, I don't fucking like. I don't you. have time like, for your shenanigans. And you and you're not and you're only out long enough to help me destroy Malekith, and then you're going right back to yourself. Do you know the scene where he kept changing the two of them? They shot it with Hiddleston in the Captain America oh my uniform. God. Yes, I've I've read that. Yeah, I, that must yeah. exist somewhere, right? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you can on Disney. You watch the deleted scenes, and it's it's that whole scene with Hiddleston. And so oh my they, god, you see how how big Hemsworth is because when it's put on Hiddleston, he's a fucking toothpick. Yeah, it's not. It's, like, it's actually for it's actually form fitting for for uh, Chris for Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. So you can see that Jeez. the little it swims on him a little bit. But see, the watching that, uh, it is funny with Chris Evans because it's Chris Evans. But I actually almost wanted them to keep the one with Chris Hiddleston in it because it's. It was Chris because it was funny. It was Loki. I mean, I, I got a kick out yeah. of it. It was funny. Well, yeah, did Tom, they Tom. did they shoot? Did they shoot it with Tom Hiddleston first? I think I remember reading this. Yeah. Did Chris, and then Chris Evans, Evans then was like, "Hey, like, I'm here." Did his, yeah. No, but no, no. But he. But did they do it that way so that Chris Evans could basically see how Loki would do it to try to? Because he can't act mm-hmm. like Cap. He's got to act like Loki. No, they did it that way because they weren't sure if they could get. Chris Evans. Don't forget, right. this was the time where Chris was like, I may be done after Winter Soldier. Got it. This is the first time that Evans was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I've done three movies. Do so I really need to? And Got Disney it. kept being like, hey, you see this pile of money over here? That's yours <laughs> if you keep doing these movies. So, but it, Oh, go ahead, Todd. No, no. I'm just, I'm just going to gush over how wonderful, forget the story, how wonderful of a performance Chris Evans is doing as Loki, you know, he's doing his Loki and it's fucking brilliant. Do you have a mute he's... button? No. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. Oh, wait. Yes. The... Yeah. I can mute you. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep gushing for a second, yeah. Todd. So, Chris yeah. Evans Eight is. Eight seconds. That is so awesome. Can you do that for the rest of the recording? That is great. You raised your hand. That's adorable. Um. <laughs> So the no. did you guys notice, you guys notice in this the guard that Loki turns into is also the guard that tells mm-hmm. Odin that they found. Oh, Loki's I did not body. notice that. Yeah, yeah. My problem is that they 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 don't let us think that Loki's dead long enough. 
and I'm jumping ahead, but sure. Oh like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's just kind of like, oh, he's dead. Oh, we see the guy. We see the guard with the green transformation that we've seen him use right. to morph himself. Yeah. Okay, so Loki's not dead. You know the. Yeah. I, yeah, that's. I mean, that's fair. That's a. That's a fair observation. There. You know, the only person who is fooled is Thor. Right. Or and Odin, I guess. Odin is because no. Thor never sees. Excuse me. Well, at the but at the end. I mean, I mean, right, those are the only he people. only sees Odin. I'm sorry. The only person fooled by the idea that Loki is dead are Odin and Thor. Those are the only people that are fooled by it. Mm-hmm. We obviously are not, but I don't think I don't know that we're meant to, right? Like I don't know that it's important for us to think that he's dead. I wish I wish there had been more time for us to mourn. I wish we hadn't seen the transformation. It had just mm-hmm. been a guard that told Odin so that at the end, when it's revealed that he's sitting on the throne, Oh my God. Right. But there's also the the guard also does a little bit of a smirk. So you can sit back when, when he actually says, when he says they found a body and then Odin looks at him and says, Loki, there's a little bit of a smirk where you look and you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, what something's going on. Yeah. Is he that fucking Loki? Yeah. See, yeah. See, I think he's a God of mischief. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, so what else do we want to talk about? I mean, the battle in the dark world. So, so actually, the the moment from when I think when Thor, Jane, and Loki leave Asgard to go to the dark world, that you know it's this mini road movie, right? Mm-hmm. And that that those are all great scenes, in my opinion. The the I'll three right of them back. together. Hey there, hi hey there, Snapper. Yeah. So was that recording the whole time? Yeah, it's easier to let with this. It's easier to let it run, so we just let it run. Because I just added some sound effects. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Excellent. Well, they'll be there. All right. Really awesome. What What do you got there? I got, you got there, Chuck. Big cheese its and I mean, if you're you... only going to leave this many in the box, uh, why not fucking eat all of them? It's like they're taunting you. There's like nine cheese its in here. Why would you just leave nine cheese its in the box? Someone just left nine cheeses. Unacceptable. Literally, there's like nine cheeses in here. This isn't. Can you guys can't hear? Can you? No, can't hear a thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I am in the camp of people who do not understand why cheeses are a thing. Aubrey loves them. I don't understand them. Are you get fucking out. insane? No. Get out of here. No, you go to hell. I don't. I don't get you it. You go to hell and you die. These? They don't taste like cheese. Yes. Oh, they're magical. They're, Oh no, no! You know what? Uh, I might That's it. Friendship over. <laughs> you well, guys, it's been really fun. Uh, I I gotta go. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, Here's the problem. Your mic actually is really good because we can hear you chewing. Are you <laughs> so can? that's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. Right. We can totally hear you chewing. Yeah. So go ahead and chew a couple and then we'll get Sorry. I think we're on, we're on the downhill side. We're we're way on the downhill side. Like I think we wrap up whatever we want to wrap up in the movie. And we should talk about the final, you know, the final fight cuz that's fun. The um, anything else? Well, the the fight in Midgard. Um I did think that that actually showed the brotherly love between the two of them. Cause even mm-hmm. though Thor was like, 
I'm not going to try and save your life and all this other stuff. They both basically do something to save the other one. Yeah. During this yeah. fight. Uh, the, the fight in the dark world. Yes. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah. What did I say? Did I say Midgard? Midgard. Midgard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Um, and this is Chuck, what you were saying. This is uh, a fun thing that's in all of the phase two movies. Yep. Thor loses his arm. Which is an homage to Luke Skywalker losing his arm at the end of Empire Strikes Back, which every second phase movie has someone losing an arm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a nice little nod to uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. which after nice. or as I like to call it, the best Star Wars movie ever made. <laughs> of course it is. Okay. It absolutely okay. is. All right, are we, we going to disagree? Sorry, we're going to be one of those. Of the oh, Return of the Jedi, what's, what's the favorite one, yes. Todd. Return of the Jedi with the fuzzy Return little Ewoks. Jedi. You shut your with the murder off. bears. <laughs> no. Did you call them murder bears? Did you just say murder bears? <laughs> They're murder bears. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. They're totally going to eat Han and uh, yeah. <laughs> they were gonna. They were gonna fry everybody they, up and have them for a nice Sunday. Murder bears. They totally were. Um, no. Yeah. Wait, so well, no, I'm not done with this. You okay. are actually going to sit here yeah, and say that Return, Return of the f- Jedi is a better movie than Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie. Because I'm a Luke Skywalker guy. Listen, growing up, I wanted to be a Jedi. Luke is my guy. And and Return is when Luke is the man. Todd, I, put, I put up with the Ewoks. Oh, no. <laughs> Chuck's leaving. <laughs> Oh, he turned off the light. <laughs> nice commitment to the bit. Uh, you know, you know, if we really, if we really make something out of this little podcast, I would love to pick up one of those applications, like uh, Captivate. I think was the one, mm-hmm. or no, what the one that Michael was telling us about. I'd love to be able to have the video there as well, even if yeah. we didn't do the whole thing, just for things like that. <laughs> Chuck, well done. That was fucking brilliant. <laughs> so, but so we're wrong. recording. Just so the, you know. So, so for our audience, we're recording with Zencaster, which is really only audio. So we have a separate Facebook messenger uh, messenger call. So going. hello, we've Russia. Muted. That's right. <laughs> I know, right? But how many people the, are watching well, this now? We've got the messenger call going just so we can see each other's reactions. Yeah. Uh, so Chuck put took his headphones off, put them down, stepped away from the microphone, turned off the light in the room. It's well, very well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Oh, the other, the one other thing that I wanted to mention about the yeah. um, the fight, <clears throat> uh, Loki hits um, Curse with his um, the little bomb thing, the black yep. hole mm-hmm. bomb. Did you notice yeah. that there was a, a lot of? Um, it actually reminded me of when the guy melted at the end of um, uh, Raiders. Raiders of Lost Ark. Oh, the layers! Like, like, yeah, like as the, he was like melting yeah. away, and his yeah. as you could see his eyeballs come out, and I'm like, Jesus, that looks a lot. I, I remember seeing it the first time I watched it too, that there yeah, was the intense. Raiders in there. It, the The visual effects in this, I, I think, are phenomenal throughout. I mean, I don't think if there's faults, it's not in any of that. Um, and there's actually two great. I, I think the fights at the end are really good. You've got the the fight in the dark world, which Curse is, you know, in the comics. He beats the crap out of Thor. Like Thor I was has ask to about that. That is, does he? I know that he says, or uh, uh, what's his face actually says, they're Malchus. they will be yeah they will be powerless against you. But is he that strong? Yeah. But I'm he, also he, looking at it too that Thor, as the movies go on, is actually learning more about his capabilities, growing into his own. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 
So in the comics, yes, he starts out, Curse starts out as this elf, Algrim the Strong, who, as a dark elf, is like the strongest of his kind and is a threat to Thor. But when he he is transformed into Curse by the Beyonder, the the otherworldly power from Secret Wars. Oh. And yeah, yeah. The, so no, basically he's like, yeah. Uh, he gets buried under so dark elves they're fairies they're vulnerable to cold iron he gets buried under at a construction site they basically collapse a building under construction on top of him mm-hmm. um oh wait is that when no that's that's as as curse that's how they stop him but he's almost like a juggernaut like like the juggernaut he's mm. just like unstoppable force so no. that battle at the end i'm like yeah this is curse that's what he's supposed to be he's he's a fucking threat Thor and Loki may not be enough to take him. Uh, I wrote the note and I don't remember what part. So maybe you guys can help me. The events of infinity war are Thor's fault. And it's during the scene when they're on the dark world, he does, he does something that made me want to write that. Nope. Okay. Is, is, it, be, it, is it because, so we know that we know in the post credit scene, where the ether is going to end up. Does Thor make a statement like we have to send the ether somewhere that it'll never be? Maybe, maybe it must, I, I it must be that. Yeah. it's But that would be the events of, no, that would be infinity war. Cause they go to nowhere there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, um so I, I do want to share one line. Oh, Chuck's camera is off. Sorry. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, so, um, before we get this final bo- final battle, um, you know, Eric has this whole, there's this whole big elaborate scheme. He's got these dimensional anchors, these big mm-hmm. spikes that'll anchor the world so that the, the realities don't converge. Um, and Ian, the uh, Darcy's intern. <laughs> the intern's uh, intern, yeah. The intern's intern. Uh, asks, uh, are you all right? And he, he says, are you all right? I've had a god in my brain. I don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Nice little thing. Yep. Going back to Loki's death away. for a second. Did you notice that parts of his skin turned blue? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Not like he's dying. It like he, he no. It's like he's how about, becoming. How a do we feel about the battle in Midgard? It's in, so Midgard. cool. It was a cool in little Midgard, touch. I like that. Was that. a battle uh, in London? There, um, the fight with Mjolnir. At the, uh, at the, uh, so Milner getting knocked away from Thor happens one too many times in this movie. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Uh, I actually enjoyed watching it because every time Thor got sent someplace else, all the things that would bang a Yui and head somewhere yeah. else. I guess, the, the, I guess when, uh, Curse knocks it away on Dark World, if it hadn't happened then, because by that point, okay it, with it. it has happened like four times. Of course you are. You're a Marvel zombie. They can do no wrong. Oh, uh, I liked yeah. it. I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was a, a good little bit of the the classic Avengers humor because mm-hmm. Thor they're bouncing. The fact that Mjolnir was actually going through space yeah. mm-hmm. to go to nowhere because it's not really going to get to Thor yep. uh-huh. until, and then it comes back to Earth, and he's like, "All right, I got to go back." And then it bangs a hard right on like Fifth <laughs> Ave or wherever. Yeah. Well, they're in Greenwich, yeah. wherever it is. But King's I, Crossing. I yeah. yeah, I thought that was funny. I didn't have a problem. Listen, with that. here's the problem. This, you know, the the movie does drag in places. It is overly grim in places. Mm-hmm. So, it you know, you really need every laugh you can get here. 
I mean, sure. how about the, the fucking mule, hanging Mjolnir on the coat rack was an improv by Chris Helmsworth. Uh-huh. That's good stuff. Fucking brilliant. But, th- you know, we need more yeah. of that. Um, I love the battle. I, in, I love the battle on Earth. I think it's fun. I remember um, I was still watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when this came out. And they did this. Yeah, it's yeah a they go episode. to the cleanup. That was great. I mean, like, again, I feel like there was mm-hmm. a missed opportunity to better connect the different um, channels of storytelling here. I wish that I wish they'd done more of that. So uh, the library students watching the fight is hilarious. Um, my, the only other real problem, uh, just story wise with this is when Thor gets sent to the London underground and he gets on the one train and the woman kind of bumps into him and touches his chest and she's like, Oh, sorry. And he smirks like, hello. I'm like, aren't you, aren't you in love with Jane? What's going on here? Come on. A good looking woman bumps in you on a train and says, I'm sorry. And gives you a little touchy touch. You're not going to be like, yeah. That's exactly right. And that sound effect. Because I know I am. How great that I'm not Thor. (laughs) But yeah, I get a little bumpy bump from a good looking woman on train. I'm going to be like, all right, thank you. That's right. I'm going to make pretend that you did that on purpose, even though I know that made it happen. That's right. Uh, So, of course, the end, you know, the big the big switcheroo Loki's not dead surprise He's sitting the, on the, the and, and Malekith gets crushed by a spaceship right, like we said right. um do we I'm trying to think we don't know what happened to Odin Odin gets the report of Loki's death and then at the end it's Loki sitting on the throne we don't yeah. know here what happened oh, yeah. to Loki right or to Odin right oh yeah it's purposely ambiguous right. 100% because right. um, you don't find out about it until um Ragnarok yeah, yeah. so it ends with Loki so, on the throne. Loki on the throne. Yeah. And movie. movie. But we have some end credit scenes. Yep. Uh the when they're having one. breakfast. When they're having breakfast, that's a that's an ending credit scene. That's the mid credit yes. scene, right? Or is that the end? No, well, no, that's the when end Thor credit. returns. Yeah, yeah. No, the end credit is the 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 um Jodenheim monster. Right, running around Chase. chasing birds. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the second the first end credit scene, the color saturation being up so much for Guardians was I remember sitting in the theater and going, Ah, God, it's so bright suddenly, because Thor of the Dark World is a very muted yeah. color movie. Then suddenly you're just like It looks kind of mm. like a DC movie, right? You fucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh. podcast over. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Talk about, but talk do, about do you know the trivia with, the... oh, sorry. No. Yeah. Let's explain oh, yeah, the, yeah. the end credit. Well, yeah. So we get the first, um, oh, geez. I, I can never remember the name. He's an elder of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. He's a collector. Right. The collector is one of the so the elders of the universe. We'll see another one in Ragnarok, the game master. But yeah, um, the the wonderful. Uh, I was about to say, I was about to say, yeah, Benicio del Benicio Toro, del Toro uh, as Tavar Tizim, the collector. The collector. Um, did you guys do you guys know the thing about the the Thor returns? scene here in the end credits no 
it's not Natalie Portman. What? The kiss between her, him and uh, Thor and Jane. Natalie wasn't available. It's Chris Hemsworth's wife. Yes, I did read that. Elsa. Uh, she has a different last name. I can't think of it. From um, the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, I did read that. What I'm trying to remember. Do we not see her face or did they like it's map this part of her and they look so much alike enough for this part to work you basically see her walk out of her apartment onto whatever it the is terrace it's a, yeah terrace and you see her back and Thor grabs her by the head and kisses her and that's just that's, like, that's old chris kissing his wife that's beautiful yeah which is why it probably looks so natural but mm-hmm. i meant to say earlier um <clears throat> when um at the end of the movie, when they're sitting around having breakfast and Darcy's like, well, he's only been gone. You know, he was gone two years last time. And she's like, well, he's only been gone two days this time. Did you notice the milk is goat's milk? No, I did not. She's oh. actually using goat's milk for a cereal, which I thought was kind of funny because when oh. Odin said she has as much right being on Asgard as a goat does at a banquet table. <laughs> did he call me a goat? <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, Siri, I wasn't talking to you. Um, oh, no. But yeah, I just thought it was funny that she was drinking goat's That's milk. Great. But she's a wicked health nut, kind of like somebody else I know. Oh, no, she's comes... she's full-on vegan. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. She doesn't health. pretend that she's not a vegan like right. someone on this podcast. And, and they do weird hashtags a, there, like, I'm not a vegan, I just eat There's like a vegan one. on our podcast? Who's that? Yeah, yeah. you, dipshit. Not me. Weird. I'm not a vegan, I just eat like one. When's the last yeah. time you had meat? All right, because well, I, oh, right, I eat a whole food plant based diet. Yeah, so that's like last year. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's another no word meat. for that, Todd. No. Michael Panic would be no vegan. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, oh no. no, oh no. Oh, and it's I, I totally butchered the collector's name. It's Tanelier Tavan, the collector. Uh, I mean, I know, right? so many people were writing emails to us and like, all right, delete, 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 delete. delete, delete. delete. See, I kind of don't understand him anyways. Like at the when he says one down, six, five to go, I'm not I'm not grabbing the vibe on that. I never have. Yeah, so he's working for Thanos. No, no, so no, no, he's not. Is, is he's ultimately working for no. Thanos? No, he Yeah, that's what they're trying to say. It is not paid off, but he is one hundred percent working for Thanos in that moment. No, no, no. No, I I don't believe that for a second because so the elders of the universe are these immortal beings in the MCU or in the, in the Marvel comics, right? Each one of them, um, they, they view themselves as this like brotherhood, but they're all like different races. The only connection is they are each immortal because of this like single minded pursuit of something for the game master. Uh It is this constant challenge, right? This gamesmanship, right? For, um, there's a gardener who literally lives to garden. There's 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 this one guy, the champion, who's uh, a f- this lives to just you know engage in combat. The collector has this obsession of literally collecting stuff. So I don't think he's working. So he doesn't give stuff up. He hangs on to stuff. I don't believe for a second that he's working for Thanos. I believe he wants the gems because it's the ultimate collection in the universe. Are these bedrock of of existence stones i don't think he's working for thanos at all but i will allow you to respond no i'm good (laughs) 
All right. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't know if he's working for Thanos. I just never got. I mean, the way that Thanos goes in there and destroys. Uh, that's a spoiler. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. But, spoilers. We we did we done enough spoilers this episode. Yeah. No, I know. But I, but the I know way God. Thanos goes in there and destroys the place. Yeah, I, I'm not getting the uh, the vibe that he's working for Thanos. That's the only thing. No, I'm saying I thought at, by the way he says this made it feel like he was working in league with mm-hmm. Thanos. And oh, is, okay, yes. It is the thread right. that they retcon away in the later yeah, movies. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would drink to that. Oh, okay. Oh, and you have. <laughs> so, guys, that was a that movie. That was a movie. <clears throat> and it was. we've got, and we've got some questions to go over here. I sure do. So uh, I'll start, and then you'll ask. Yep. Okay. Uh, hey, Chuck. Who was your MVP? Now, see, I thought I thought about this because um, I was trying to trying to go with like to who the, the the literal sense of the MVP, and I came up with Loki because I'm thinking that with Odin having the Bifrost completely shut down, if they just tried to leave like Thor wanted to do, he wouldn't get out. I understand that he's Thor, but <clears throat> with everything that Odin has, I don't think that Thor would be able to do anything. So Loki bringing them to the other bri- bi- bringing them to the other portal, mm-hmm. and Heimdall actually being like, Heimdall obviously knows that it's there too. But I think without Loki getting them there, Thor is not able to do what he wants to do. So I'm I'm giving it to Loki almost by default because without Loki's help, Thor isn't able to accomplish the mission. Gotcha. I agree. Yeah. I, I would have go, I could go with either no, this is most valuable performer. Well, so we're going with yeah. This actor. is performer. You're yeah. you're doing character right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying Loki. Who is their most valuable performer? <sighs> Sorry, See, <laughs> I do this all the time. Um, do you want to just say Hiddleston? Because that's what yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll still go. I'll still go with that. And, and I could go with Hiddleston or Hemsworth. I mean, I I think that it's one of the yeah, Odin brothers. Yeah, because. Yeah, that's the mat where there's magic in the movie. That's a big chunk of it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like them Odin boys got themselves in trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Odin. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chuck, who is, well, Casey, was you, were you in the same? Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chuck, who is your favorite character? And I, maybe we just got that. Yeah. It's Loki. Right. Yeah. It's always, um, I mean, I gotta. I think it's. I've got to go with Loki only because I don't think Heimdall is enough in this movie. That's yeah, um, that's and I'd be biased just because Idris Elba is now one of my all-time favorite actors. But yeah. I mean, I wouldn't give a rat's ass who Tom Hiddleston was if it weren't for the fact that he was Loki. So, <clears throat> but and I, I, I gotta say again, rewatching this, if Tom Hiddleston wasn't Loki. Uh, DC should have snatched him up to be the Joker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, considering that they rewrote this movie for hit taunt for Hiddleston to have a major role in it mm-hmm. just goes to show you the fans that accrued to him because of everything else that he's done. So, I mean, he's, he's one of those villains that can play a villain and you're like, fuck yeah, I love him. Unlike uh, what's his face from um, the green mile, the uh, prison guard oh. who, uh, married um, his fourteen-year-old neighbor. Yes, oh. Percy. God damn, he played one of the bad guys and the warden from Shawshank. Like those bad guys were so bad that I was like, 
fuck those guys and i don't like anything that they're in now it doesn't matter yeah i i still have a problem with jason isaac in anything after uh the patriot yeah he's yeah he's oh yeah so good in the patriot like i've seen him play a good guy once or twice i'm like no don't trust him he's bad yeah. <laughs> he killed mozart i don't know i kill a lot of people <laughs> uh uh yeah character it's got to be one of those but i mean but there's also folks with you know smaller parts that are doing wonderful things as well um oh, i'm i'm saving a smaller part actor for actor having the most okay. fun okay but i mean like renee russo um you know natalie oh, yeah. portman i mean again there's great stuff oh well this is a character so so frigga or jane there's great stuff all over the place mm-hmm. hey chuck what is uh the best scene for you Uh, I had this, I had this narrowed down to two. I'm giving the honorable mention one to Thor and Loki walking down the hall. Cause that's some, <laughs> that's some good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like basically the, 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 the fight, um, when they get the ether out of, uh, Jane, um, Mostly because it still shows that as as much as they hate each other, they are still brothers. Yep. And that brotherly bond is still there. So I think that is actually my favorite scene. Even it's quick, um, and they work. I mean, but they work together so well that even Jane, you get the impression that Jane has no idea that this is supposed to happen. That this is part of the plan. Oh, it's so, totally something they came up with when she was passed out. Sure. But she, I mean, but she fell for it. I mean, it's like, I mean, they're doing this and you see it even still in Ragnarok when they're like, do the, uh, I need help. I hate doing that. I'm so I'm doing let's that. get, let's do get help. Get help. Yeah, I'm not doing get so, help. I mean, it's, it's great stuff. I, uh, I mean, they work together and you can tell that they work well together anyways, because they've got what seems to be a genuine chemistry. So I enjoy that. I want to say that's yeah. my favorite and, scene. And you, I think you nailed the two for me as well, because I also love the walk and talk. Again, mm-hmm. the fact that yeah. he's not grieving, that's a fair criticism, but just the scene by itself, I do love that. But yeah, the, yeah. the end there, I mean, that's that's the magic in the movie for me. Uh for me, those are all those are both great scenes, but it's it's Thor and Odin up on the perch. That's just two good, amazing actors showing their craft off. Yeah. It's such a great scene. Yeah. There's a lot of really good moments in this for a movie that is not that is slammed as much as this movie is slammed. There's a lot of good stuff in mm-hmm. there. Right. Yeah. The good deleted scenes are during that part of the movie with the birds mm-hmm. and uh um what's his face trying to get the birds to like fly away because he's holding when he's holding the bird on his yeah. arm. Anthony and Hopkins. the bird is supposed yeah. to take off. And yeah, and they just start to talk. At one point Anthony Hopkins is holding his arm out and he's like <laughs> and the bird just like ah! Ah! not going anywhere it's good That's stuff. amazing uh hey chuck what is one scene that you would cut uh i don't know if i would cut it as i would probably redo it is just when natalie wakes up from initially getting the ether put in her body how did she get back to earth you would add. I'd have to add. I, I I need something there that shows me how she got there because even Thor said that if you don't do it the right way, or you could end up never returning, or end up completely someplace else. So how did she end up falling right back into Earth? There was no 
There was nothing that showed her going through the other portal. Give me a little bit. Give me a little bit more. I That's guess. Fair. That's fair. Which is complete opposite of what you're asking. I'm giving more, and you're well, telling me what we to do, cut. We, you know, listen. You're a six timer. You can do that if you want. <laughs> Casey, how about you? What, what's a scene you'd cut? I'm with Chuck. I would add more to this movie. I don't know what. So yeah, I I would I would I would flesh this movie out more. I would make the transitions from one thing to the next not so harsh. I would make I would give this room uh, I'd give this movie more room to breathe. It feels like it's it's trying to squeeze everything into the hour and a half that is the actual movie, and it's just it 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 falls apart for me because of that. So I I think you're I think that's fair. I I do think it drags. I think rather than adding to it, I think I would maybe try to. I mean, let's be honest, the dark elves don't really mean much. You know, I don't see them coming back. Sure. So if they don't matter, then then cut some of that to give room for more of the Thor and Loki dynamic, the Thor and Jane dynamic. Mm-hmm. But maybe just look, trim down the dark elves. They don't really matter. I mean, I, I kind of think Christopher Eccleston, I, I almost wonder. So I, I hadn't heard that story about him being angry about the, the makeup, but I almost wonder if it's just like kind of feel like he's wasted in the movie a little bit. Right. But I feel like he's wasted in everything. And I, I have to go with, is he just a pissy actor? Like, if he doesn't get his exact way, maybe is he just going to kind of not do what he's supposed to do in the in the thing? Maybe. I haven't really seen. He was on Heroes. That, oh, I must not have watched that season. Yeah, it was later was seasons it? he was on. Um, he was in and... The Leftovers and was really good in it. Oh, was yeah. he? I never watched The Leftovers. Uh, it, uh, be prepared for a lot for slow. <laughs> yeah. It's Damon Lindelof. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's slow with not a really great payoff. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I watch Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it out there. Hey, uh, Chuck, who is, uh, who's the actor having the most fun in this movie for you? Uh, I think Darcy's having a lot of fun here, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, she's... Uh, She's got an intern. She's dropping ad libs. She's making out with her intern. Uh, that was weird. Yeah, I thought it was funny. But um, Loki's also having a good time. Sure. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Darcy. Okay. How about you, Todd? Uh, yeah, I, maybe Eric, but yeah, Darcy. Eric's having a good time too. I mean, he's running around Stonehenge naked. I'm going to go for a smaller character in this. I think Chris O'Dowd is having the best time being in this Marvel movie. Oh, but he's in it for like four and a half minutes. But he's having he's a having great fun. time. Yeah. He doesn't have to wear any makeup. That's not like your basic movie. You know, blending everything in makeup. He's he's get he gets a fun scene with Natalie Portman and Kat Denning, and then his second scene is just a fun little phone etude. Uh, I, I think it's Chris O'Dowd. All right. Uh, all right. So again, the um, IMDb score for this movie was a 6.9 out of 10. Chuck, what do you give it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'd have to go with like a seven, just a straight seven. Casey? 6.9 is fine. I'll round it up to an even number. Yeah. 
I, I'm with him. Yeah, it's like a seven. It's like a C. Yeah, yeah. I, the movie does not deserve the hate it gets. It's not a great movie, but it's not a great movie. But it it it's it's watchable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd like to know how the ether become a stone, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we'll uh, we'll come back to that in uh, Infinity War. All right. Uh, no, in Endgame. No, Infinity War. That's me. Right? No, but they talk about that in Endgame. Oh, got it, got it. Thor's like, look, you keep calling it a stone. It's not a stone. It's the ether. It's, got it, got it, got it. I thought you meant... That, that thought, was my hands were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jane is my girlfriend, and she broke up with me. And... Oh, uh, so uh, <laughs> let's correct Can, Let's correct that, please. Yes. Uh, Can we... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm from the dark, the dark elves. Ooh. Uh, all right damn it he's so good good. okay Uh, all right dad's breakdown yeah not not anytime soon the bean's not into uh but that's about you know what the bean is into oh good is uh the office she we are powering through the office god bless her she's got taste you've done you've done you've done well casey we're halfway through season five wow so this come out this come out in 13 yep I'm sorry, Casey. I just cut you off. No, you didn't. You're fine. Um, so that would be seven years ago. So Teresa would have been 12, and we took her to the movies to yeah. see it. Did she like it? Yeah, she thought yeah. it was all right. Yeah, it's all yeah. right. Yeah. I definitely. I just don't think. Oh, good. I I think if you're if you're sitting your kid down to do the entire Infinity Saga, of course you can't skip this. Otherwise, in <laughs> Infinity War, they're going to be going. What is this red thing? Like it needs to be a part of watching. It's not something I'm going to sit down with the bean and be like, "Hey, here's a Thor movie." If I'm going to show her a single Thor movie, it's going to be Ragnarok, right? Y- yeah. Uh, so, right. in terms of, uh, there's a real question of would they be interested? The pacing doesn't help. But in terms of like, right. would there be things? You know, the only thing I think the gren- the black hole grenades might be a little bit vivid for young young kids but otherwise especially uh curses one yeah is, oh sure his turn pretty intense yeah. but otherwise i think i think it's more likely you're running up against that challenge of they just might not care you know you bring them back in sure. for the battle scenes and then they're they don't care well you know what would pique the beans interest is that aussie god chris Hemsworth. oh is she a fan <laughs> oh she's a very big fan all right okay She's like, oh, he's very handsome. Him? Now, just to show her wide range of uh, how she thinks boys are cute right now, (laughs) Chris Hemsworth, Tom Holland. Okay. If that's not opposite ends of the spectrum, I don't know what the hell else. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Martin Jeff. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Casey, I was thinking. So after this, I'm going to transfer the movie slips to you so that you can pull the next few through the end of the season so okay but don't do your picking three and then having chuck pick one uh, two or three why yeah because I, I i call bullshit i swear to god oh, you picked an MC- no no hand to god hand on captain america's shield i swear to god oh okay i believe the second okay. one i was about to be like hand to god really yeah, really yeah, god? that's right no but 100 because because i was trying to i was trying to produce some randomness so so let's just have you reach in, and when Chuck says stop, 
That's when you stop reaching around. That's what she said. Uh, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Big money. Stop. Okay. This is the. This is it. <laughs> it's. Uh oh. Oh shit. Ooh. So we. The Dark oh, Knight. And Nolan, which means Ooh, we're watching the Dark Knight. Nice. Wow. That's when he talks like this. Well, he does in the first one. But Could somebody give me some water. But we also get. Would you like to see a magic trick? Uh, wow. And uh, it's oh, it's gone. Wow. This is a strong. Listen, strong show. I'm going to say right. I'm going to get to dad's breakdown right now. This is not a movie for children. Oh, I wonder if Joseph would. For children, the bean sure. and the goose. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe the noodle. It might be a little intense even for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, he's thirteen now. We've graduated I, to, to to Joseph. We've we've I've I've, I've we've revealed that. Oh, yeah. excuse me, Joseph. Yeah. But Joe, I don't think Joe Gamer Joe would be able to handle the intensity that this it, movie. Has yeah, had. I. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna have to think on this one. See if I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him, but I'm gonna tell him it's it's a little intense. I, 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 I think that's that's a bad idea. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I just don't even ask if this is a this is an intense movie. That's fair. Do, have either of you? Do either I, of you? This know has got to be in the nines easily. Nine out of ten. It's like a ninth. Nine out of ten. Nine point nice. oh. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That's with uh, over two million ratings. <laughs> Nine out of ten. <laughs> Holy shit! The Metacritic score uh, that. Chuck reference yeah. earlier was an 84, which is pretty good. <laughs> that, that's a little low. Um, Critics. So, hey, uh, Todd and Chuck, let's watch that trailer. You've changed things. Forever. There's no going back. to them you're just a freak like me what do we got nothing no name no other alias clothing is custom nothing in his pockets but knives and lint Evening, Commissioner. Why so serious? Where is he? People are dying. What would you have me do? Endure. You can be the outcast. You can make the choice that no one else will face. Right choice. Gotham needs you. A little fight in you. I like that. And you're gonna love me. Now that's more like it, Miss Wayne.
So I, I'll, I'll go on record now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they announced Heath Ledger was playing the Joker, 100% was in the camp of they're going to fuck this up. Ooh. This first trailer, when you first see him for the first time, and he goes, evening, commissioner. And I was like, oh, shit, they cracked the code. That's That's the Joker. He is the best cinematic Joker we have ever had. He, yeah. I mean, if you accept, uh, yeah. Oh boy. That, yeah. Don't don't bring Joker into this. Don't bring Joker. Uh, oh, 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 Joker. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh no. You mean you mean you mean sad angry count, sad angry clown in seventies Manhattan? Yeah. No, that's yeah. yeah. Unofficial taxi drivers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, holy Chuck, you've seen that, right? <laughs> Have you seen Joker? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, we it's Taxi Driver. It's <laughs> it, uh, yeah, but I didn't I didn't come out of watching Taxi Driver saying I'm never going to watch that movie again. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I will I, and unfortunately we have to watch it for the podcast, oh, fuck. but yeah. I definitely at the end of it I was like, ugh. Yeah. And now for you two it's probably cuz you were disturbed. I hated Joker. I hated I remember you it. saying that. Yeah. Well, I mean did not like it at you're, all. So you're right. For me, it's definitely I'm disturbed by and, and disturbed. I mean, you know, I give respect. I'm disturbed because the the mon, you know, you know, we are the monster or we've created the monster, and I feel empathy for the monster, and that's an uncomfortable feeling. But yeah, and I'll 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 just I'll leave it for when we get there. We have another Joker to talk about next. That's time. right. That's right. Um, hey, so Tom. Yeah. No, no. Wait, let's ask Chuck. He's our guest. Yeah, sure. Chuck, uh, let's say someone enjoyed what you had to say in this episode, thought you were funny. Maybe there was a way to see more of what you had to say. Is there a social media platform where they can find this information? Yeah, I'm on the Insta face. Uh-huh. Uh, Chucker413, pretty much. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't take friends unless I know who they are, generally speaking. However, um, I usually look to see who it is that requests me. So if I see that there are other people being followed than, uh, that I know of, then yeah. But yeah, it's Chucker413 on the Instaface. Now we should point awesome. out that this is Chuck's maiden voyage with his new microphone, which sounds wonderful. Hey, you, sounded great. you sound great. So you know, you are retired. You're working a part-time job in retirement, which is an aspirational goal for me. I've been pushing hard. <laughs> like I think Chuck has some funny perspectives. So whether it's a YouTube channel or a podcast Ooh. or something, I kind of feel like we, we need a little more Chuck in our lives. So I think Chuck could start his own movie review podcast called, and then an alien, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we happen, you know, you know, Chuck, we happen to have some connections with a uh, fabulous new podcast network, the Night Shift Radio. So that was something yeah. you were interested in exploring. I don't know what I would talk about, to be perfectly honest with you. I could see you not copying, but in the in the in the spirit of barstool sports, I could see you, you know, like top of mind kind of thing, you know. But everybody's got a podcast, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's well, and that's where you need to get in because because that's all people are doing is yeah i know it taking in media I know. well listen i uh tsphc army 
the the day that Chuck announces he's doing something, don't worry, you'll be hearing about it from us. No worries. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so Todd, yes. uh, similar question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is for some reason <laughs> the episode that people are like, oh, Thor, Thor the Dark World. I want to hear what they have to say about this great MCU <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, and they enjoyed what you had to say. What social media platforms can they find more of your musings on? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, at my website, which is tmpinsyr.com, or Twitter or Instagram with the handle at tmpinsyr. Um, if you want to see a little of me kind of live action, I am currently the uh, the 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 witty man behind Witty Wicks, uh, my wife's company, Witty Wicks. Witty Wicks Candles and Retail. I think it's on Facebook. It's Witty Wicks, W-I-C-K-S. And she's been doing some online shopping events on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, and because she cannot have any employees in the store, or she can't have more than one person, one employee in the store, basically, uh, I'm there as her husband. So um, I'm having a lot of fun with that. So if you tuned in this morning, I was all over the place. <laughs> You'll notice that he's the guy that's trying to hijack the conversation. I, how dare you? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I, I'm, the, I'm the color commentary. I don't know what you're talking about. But you can check. Is that what that, that is? is. Uh, yes. But you can check that out. Hey, Casey, where can people find yeah. you as if they are uh, enchanted by the sultry tones of your rich voice? <laughs> well, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at not.ryancasey and on Twitter at notryancasey. You can also go over to another Night Shift Radio podcast, the Storyteller series, and listen to me uh, be a robot, uh, an android, a scary murder robot, a seven-year-old girl, uh, a woman, and a couple other random characters. Uh, yeah, as as uh, Michael Fight put it, um, if they ever make a movie, I need to play the murder robot because I am, quote, scary as fuck. Uh, so I'm like, oh, well, thank you, I guess. Uh, that's over on the Night Shift Radio podcast network. And then again, it is the Storyteller series. Yes. So check that you out. Can also, you can also follow our Instagram page, superpodherocast at gmail.com. And let's say Todd, Chuck, or I got something wrong, or you want to comment on something we said in this episode. You, you can want go to yell ahead. at Todd for saying that Return of the Jedi is his favorite fucking star wars movie <laughs> yes oh i can't oh, you were waiting for that you, that you were waiting for that <laughs> you were poised and ready you're like come on let's go um you can uh email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only cap writes letters tony music for the episode is provided by the wonderful kevin mcleod he puts out a variety of mm -hmm. music royalty free at his website which is incompetech.com we took his theme Take a chance is our theme song. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Chuck Nickerson, I'm Casey Ryan. For Todd Panic, I'm Chuck Nickerson. And for Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be, Be heroic. heroic. Shit. No, it's fine. You can you'll just have to blend it over each other. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've oh, it's recording in progress. Nobody fucking touch anything. It's not even my computer. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. This isn't my locker. <laughs>